saying today is the most gorgeous day that has ever existed in the history of days. Well, maybe, 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 <laughs> maybe it was last night. But that being said, uh, he, was he this obnoxious on his own show? Probably would be my guess. I mean, Cam, I, PJ, they're no, saying no. No, no. Save it for our show. Ever since second, ever, hey, he, Christian has been pretty level-headed, and then ever since second down ended, he's gone off the reservation. Like, it's just been. <laughs> All right. I mean, I mean, it has been a while. It so has been. Be able it, to his entire life. Celebrate, yes. embrace it. But, uh, again, a, a day for a. <laughs> All right, out of the studio. We've got to be able to do a show He's got a lock on it, I think. Yes. We've got a lot to get to, needless to say, here on the show after uh, 41 years of demons exercised. Uh, Last night, they're in Indianapolis. We'll get to your phone calls, 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Georgia fans, did you wake up today and it was a new day? A new day. Uh, the post championship. Well, well, I think either way. No, I'm saying, yeah, it was. I'm just saying, in terms of, of chronologically. Ter- yes. Okay. I quit. I quit today. I, well, I can't well, do it anymore. Well, I was about to say, yes. Ben was supposed ben to Ben was supposed today. to be in studio and said, I'm going to quit if Georgia wins the national, but he's here. Hey, Ben, go, go. <laughs> that was a lie. So, that being said. I know. I'll. But I am here though. I am here. Showing showing some love to them dogs. Yeah. So uh, again, we want to we want to hear from you, Georgia fans. Uh, hit us up on the show nine one two three four two seven one eight four. You can hit us up on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. I'd love to hear from you. Your thoughts a day after uh, winning the national championship. And uh, again, I thought a lot of interesting things in the ball game last night. Where uh, you know Stetson Bennett first quarter or two not playing his best football, and a lot of people. I mean, good thing is, I think Christian said, a lot of people not going back, deleting their tweets. So you can uh, see those receipts. But played better and best in crunch time. What was the M.O. been in, B.J.? Last two times played at Alabama, Stetson Minute. Two interceptions in the, in the second half. Can't win that way. The Heisman Trophy winner last night had two interceptions in the second half. And it, uh, it turned a tide in, uh, in Georgia's favor. Big time uh, ball game last night. Uh, he was absolutely legendary. Stetson Bennett last night was legendary, and a lot of people. I saw the commentary on Twitter. You know, uh, halftime and early in the third quarter. What are we doing? You know what you're doing? You're playing a football game between two great teams, and when you do that, you give guys opportunities to make plays. And Stetson Bennett, when the game was on the line, was absolutely iconic. He was quite literally perfect. Uh, uh, Kevin, after the controversial yeah. fumble, he finished the game four to four for 83 yards with two touchdowns. It was a generational history-making night for Georgia. It was an iconic uh, immortalizing effort from Stetson Bennett. Bulldog Nation, you should be proud. You should be celebrating. You should be soaking it all in. What a day. What a time for yeah. Bulldog Nation. So we are we are here for you today, uh, Bulldog fans. Uh, 41 years. Get it off of your chest with us here. We'd love to hear from you. What you're feeling uh Christian, you've been doing nothing but doing that since uh, second down ended uh, here on the show. But we got uh, a lot of room for your phone calls today. We'll hear from Willie McClendon, former All-American at Georgia, his uh, nephew, offensive tackle in that ball game last night, Warren McClendon. Uh, we'll check in with the big guy, Frank Solkowski and Peter Burns uh, from the SEC Network. Uh, will join us, and we'll talk about that night last night in the national championship game. But let's go to the phones. We've got folks lined up all already. Let's go to Josh. Josh is listening in Savannah. Josh, welcome to 3 and Out. Yeah, uh, thanks a lot. I just uh, wanted to make a note on uh, that the quote-unquote uh, curse 
is uh, officially over. And uh, I just think about all the greats that was at Georgia, the, the Jake Fromm, the, the Matt Staffords, and who knows, uh, former walk-off and Spencer Bennett would get the national title. So I just, I mean, it's, a, it's a great day to be a Georgia fan, great day to be a Georgia native. And uh, it, the sun is out bright for a reason today. All right, so I'm going to ask this to everybody that calls because that was the talk about it. How, how old or were you even alive the last time Georgia got this thing done? Uh, no, I wasn't even alive. I was, I was born in 92, so I was, I was born right, like, probably right after, uh, well, 12 years after. Uh, but I, I've, I've been alive and a fan to, to go through the hardship. So uh, I'm, I'm enjoying this, this one as if I was living in, in 80. Hey, absolutely, Josh. Hey, we appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much. 912-342-7184. Georgia fans, love to hear from you. What was the turning point in the ball game? When did you feel confident? When did you feel confident it was going to get? Because I've talked to a lot of people who said, oh, and they got the pick six. I've talked to a lot of Georgia fans like, no, no, I didn't feel confident until there were three zeros uh, on the clock. And there was part of me, Ben uh, and BJ, where I was watching the game last night. I was like, okay, Georgia fans should feel pretty confident. Then Alabama makes the first throw out across midfield. And I'm like, man, they're showing Georgia hugging and crying on the sideline. If they dump one in the end zone here, there's still like a minute left in this ball game. It could get very interesting. So uh, going to be interesting. Uh, that, that could have been a different story had uh, Alabama give Georgia's defense a lot of credit. Slammed that door closed uh, when they needed to. But uh, Ben and BJ, again, we'll take fo- folks' phone calls all day long. Uh, a, a magical night. And, again, I think a lot of the things that were the talking points going in, hey, Stetson Bennett, He'll make a mistake that's going to cost us. He had some mistakes. Didn't cost you. It was the other side that made mistakes that cost Alabama. Can Georgia's defense answer the bell? Yes. How does Georgia respond, BJ and Ben, when something bad happens? Stetson Bennett, the I know it was close. The fumble, uh, the 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 fumbled pass wasn't a pass. Man. Then the kind of inadvertent pickup with you know was, half yeah. a millimeter between yeah. uh, your toe and the sideline, and there was every opportunity. And I'm sure everybody in that building, everybody else, I go, this is it. This is the mistake that's going to be, you know, something that's an incomplete pass and it, and it doesn't even look like the guy was trying to recover a fumble. This is it. That's going to be the play. And it wasn't. It didn't cost you the football game at that point. You responded, Ben, to all that adversity last night uh, when it was thrown your way. It seemed like Stetson Bennett was playing against two people, playing against Alabama and the fans at Georgia that just can't get past, like, who he is. Every every quarterback I've known makes mistakes. Nobody's mistakes are highlighted more or scrutinized more than Stetson Bennett. The, 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 the long touchdown pass that he had, the degree of difficulty for that pass, was ve- I mean, was very, very high. And I give Stetson Bennett a lot of credit. I mean, BJ, something me and you was talking about, this is what he's had to deal with his whole life. This is the first time – I think Stetson Bennett has ever won anything. I don't think he won a, a, a you know, a, a state championship in high school. Obviously, you know, he wanted to be a Georgia a Bulldog with, you know, went to Juco and then came back. So you're telling me, I, and I kept saying this, if Georgia's going to win another championship, it's going to be a guy that, that wanted, that grew up being a, uh, a Georgia Bulldog fan. And Darion Kendrick, Darion Kendrick got kicked out the Clemson uh, football team last year, wins a national championship with Georgia this year. Gave up zero yards last night. And I think the difference in the ball game was one team was scoring touchdowns while the other team was scoring field goals. You're not going to beat Georgia if you're scoring field goals. I think everybody was on display from, from you know, from Davis. Nolan Smith was out there yes. last night. I think and, – and, and BJ and Kevin, you know, when you, look at, when you look at the end of the game, yes, it wasn't crazy numbers, but Cesar Bennett was clutch. 
Clutch is not all game. Clutch is when that, that moment you need him to make a play, and he did four for four, eighty yards, two touchdowns. What else can you do? Even and 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 no, uh, I know that Brock Bowers didn't have the game you wanted him to have, but everybody that needed to make plays made plays. Zamir White and those guys out there making plays. So I think this Georgia team, it was a team effort, but I think it's only fitness that's the benefit being you know being the MVP. Most people never even play in the national championship, let alone win it. And I would, lo- I would love to hear from Georgia fans about about this as well, because I, 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 I heard Christian on second down make reference to this because I asked him yesterday before the game ever got started. So Georgia fans, 912-342-7184, did it mean more that it was Alabama? I asked Christian yesterday. He said, look, I'm a Georgia fan. I'll take it however I can get it. I'd re- Cincinnati, Michigan, whoever. I said, yeah, but if you do it, is it going to mean something that it was against Alabama and you had to beat them to get it done? And I think today on second I said, yeah, in retrospect, it did mean a little bit more that you crested the hill of the Big Bag Wolf in the national championship. So, Georgia fan, I'd love to hear from you. It has to be a little extra special knowing that not only did you get the national championship uh, thing off your back, you got the can't get it done against Bama thing off your back. And, again, Josh said it on the phone call a minute ago. Man, that curse is – no – no, I, I've been the biggest pro. Ain't no curses. I said that with the Braves. It ain't no curses. You just haven't made the play to get you there. So you're They're saying, not going to so give you're it. Saying to. there's only math and the law of averages. No, I'm saying I'm saying in a game of that magnitude, you make a play or you don't. You weren't cursed because Tua did the greatest look off in the history of college football. You didn't make a play in the biggest moment of the season. That's it. There ain't no curse. Last night, the biggest play of the game. Alabama's offsides. You throw it deep, drop it in the bucket. The end. That, that's, that's you making a play. That's not curse. That's not Alabama gets cursed. All of a sudden, no. You stepped up and made a play when you needed a play. The end. And that's all it was. I'm, I'm, I've never been one on, on curses in sports. Because, Ben, you know this. Sports about making plays. On every single, if you're playing football, every single snap. Somebody makes a play, somebody doesn't make a play, right? Ball went for no gain. Somebody made a play and somebody didn't make a play. Ball goes for a touchdown, somebody made a play and somebody didn't make a play. That's it. And Alabama has been the best at making plays in college football, and you crested that hill and you made more plays than they did. The end. You earned it. It should feel, again, I think for Georgia fans, you should feel extra proud that it was against Alabama and not a Cincinnati. I mean, again, a championship's a championship. I'm not taking it away. But the fact that you kicked Alabama in the teeth and you got Nick Saban telling Curry Smart you whipped our behind all up and down the field in the fourth quarter, that's the GOAT telling you you punched him in the face. Like That's the, that's the best feeling you'll ever possibly be if you're a Georgia fan, knowing that you took down the, the, the baddest there is, and he went to you and said you kicked our behind all up and down the field in the fourth quarter. I agree. And look, the exclamation point at the end, I mean, the, the pick six – by the way, that was the longest play uh, that, that happened when Alabama's offense was on the field was Ringo going 79 yeah. yards the other way. But, yes, I agree. I mean, how many guys have we talked to from the 1980 team who have said it was amazing, it was iconic, it was special, it was a milestone, but it was also Notre Dame. And, and there was something to that. Nobody thought we could win. Everybody, you know, in that era was looking at Notre Dame as the gold standard, and we came out and said, nope, not today. And, and I do think there's something a little more to a championship when you dethrone the king of the sport. 
the greatest coach of all time, the Heisman Trophy winner, the, what, most productive pass rusher in modern college football history, and a team that had had your number on this stage. And I know we've, you know, gotten some social media stuff. Y'all picked Alabama yesterday. We did. And I think what we're saying in the opening segment is kind of explaining why. Because Alabama had been the team that was challenged, the team that took everybody's best, and the team that was still standing there year after year. Well, you know who that team is now? It's Georgia. I needed to see it, and Ben, I saw it. And and folks chiming in, how about them dogs from Mike? That's right. I've talked to countless dog fans last night, this morning, friends, and they've said, I don't know what to do. I said, what do you mean you don't know what to do? Your team just won the national championship. Flex, smile, brag, talk trash, enjoy it. This is amazing. Kevin, you said it right. Georgia earned this. You beat Alabama 33-18. to you, you made the defining plays, Ben Troop, down the stretch. And for people who are saying, and I know we'll get to this, oh, Stetson wasn't great in the second quarter. I don't worry what my quarterback does on second and seven from the 37 in the second quarter. I worry about what my quarterback does in the fourth quarter when the game's on the line. That's when legends are, are, are made. That's when legacies are written. And Stetson Bennett did that last night. Georgia earned this. Georgia should be the talk of college football. Ben, the dogs are the best team in the country, and they're not going anywhere. I know the Georgia fans don't like this. The best quarterback I've ever seen come through Georgia is David Green. The greatest, he played last night. People don't got to like it. You don't got to like it. Like, what do you mean he's the greatest? Well, I mean, Buck Ballou handed the ball off to Herschel Walker, and there's nothing wrong with that. Stetson Bennett had to will his team back into the game, make plays to win the game. And Stetson Bennett is, could care less about proving people wrong. He's proven, He's been proving himself right his whole life. He believed in himself. He had scholarship offers, still walked on to Georgia. That's how much he loved the University of Georgia. With all the, with all the naysayers, all I know is when you start talking about Stetson Bennett, Stetson Bennett and legacy, when, when he walk in the room, that's when everybody can eat. And that's nothing against David Green. That's nothing against Aaron Murray, DJ Chocolate, Matthew Savage, Quincy Quint, Carter, you know, Jake Fromm, all of them. All those guys did not do what he, what he did last night. And I think, BJ and Kevin, it's something to say the manner in which he did it, right? BJ, four for four, 80 yards, two touchdowns. That means that, man, when you needed me, clutch is when you need it, not that I did it. If he did that in the second quarter, it doesn't mean anything because you still got two quarters left. But he did it in crunch time with the Hydro Trophy winner on the other side. So Stetson Bennett did it his way. He, I mean, he won over the locker room. He won over his teammates. I don't know why he can't win over Bulldog Nation. but <laughs> Oh, he did now. Maybe, well, well, I will say this. Listen, I will say this. You know, if you know on this movie, BJ, I was talking. If he can't change the way he looked, maybe they need to change the way they see. Because the last time I checked, ain't nobody else winning it. Ain't nobody else coming through that door. And instead of getting so caught up in these four and five and six and seven stars, the guy who you looked over won it all. Kirby Smart said, "Man, I he won me over, man, because I didn't believe in him either." I'm telling y'all, this is a story. There are storybook endings. And there's what Stetson Bennett did. I don't know who's going to play him. I don't know if it's going to be a docuseries or what. But if somebody were to give you that as a Hollywood script, you would be like, man, this is nuts. You think this is going to – so, hey, I, I, just, I, just, I just think that what, I, what you witnessed last night was what happens when a guy – you know, listen, when, when, uh, when, when preparation, you know, uh, and talent and belief in your talent come together, that's what you saw last night because – I don't think if nobody else would have been would have been able to, to pull off those throws. That throw he made down that oh my god, Kevin. I know you just said, but outside that throw was incredible. But you but but he had in the uh, the, uh to do it. Super duper proud of that young man. Like I said, fans of college football players first, fan of college football second. 
And obviously, I'm a fan of my squad. I represent the third. <laughs> We've got more to come here at 3 and Out. Georgia fans, love to hear from you today. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Love to have you join us here on the show. When did you finally feel like it was happening? Was it all zeros? Was it after you threw the touchdown to Brock Bowers? When did you, when did you start feeling good about it last night that it was finally going to come true? We'll come back. We'll talk more about that historic night from Georgia. When we return, it's three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Pigskin Radio Network, Kevin, BJ, and Ben. Glad you're making us a part of your day. 912-342-7184. Love to have you be a part of the show. 912-342-7184. Share your thoughts, Georgia fans. How were you feeling about the game uh, last night? When did you feel comfortable like it was finally going to happen? Love to hear from you uh, on the show. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to John in Savannah. John, welcome. You're on three and out. Hey, thank you very much. Hey, I'll tell you what did it for me, guys. There was one moment this year that told me this is going to be our year, or at the very least, this was going to be a very, very special season. And I've been laughing about it all day long. I don't know if you remember. I'm sure you do. We opened the year against Clemson. And at that game, they had the national championship trophy on hand against Clemson. And just before kickoff, Ugga was walking around. Ugga walked right up to the championship trophy, was sniffing it for about 20 seconds, and plopped right down next to it. And I said to my wife right then and there, I said, that's it. Ugga has claimed it. It's ours to lose. I like it. I, might, I buy it. Hey, John, you might be the only one that uh, in in the country that thought it at that moment that it was going to happen. But uh, man, what do you what what do you make of it now? The day after uh, beating Alabama, and in the fashion you did it, doing everything that hadn't happened previously, finishing in the fourth quarter, et cetera, to bring it home. Well, you guys said it best. You could not have scripted this any better. It's been forty one years. They finally get it together. It takes the entire, you know, we're going through the, the three and a half quarters of, oh, boy, here we go again, possibly. And then Stetson Bennett, that entire team pulled it together, although I will say the defense was there from the get-go. N'Kobe Dean, was that guy was a drone. He was everywhere on the field last night, coming from all possible angles. But to do that against Alabama, of all people, where Kirby helped win a couple of national championships there as their defensive coordinator, to do it against Alabama in that fashion with Stetson Bennett, who, you know, you thought the blind side was a great story. Stetson Bennett's story, that is a story. And to have him come through like he did, and then to have Nick Saban come up to Kirby at the end of the game and say, you kicked our butts in the fourth quarter, that spoke volumes as to how valuable this win was absolutely uh ben i understand john had something he wanted to to say to you here on the show go ahead john did, uh, I, i'm sorry to who i said did, did you not have something they were they told me you had something you wanted to say to ben oh no 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 i no i just wanted to make the point about okay. sniffing the trophy <laughs> for the clemson game Hey, John, we appreciate the phone call. I will say this. Uh, I'm going to ask everybody, how old were you? Were you alive the last time Georgia got it done? Yes, I was. And I was I was born and raised in Southern California, and I was a Georgia fan then because I loved Herschel Walker, came from a UCLA family. My dad played at UCLA, and he used to ask me all the time on Saturday afternoon when we were waiting for UCLA, I always wanted to watch the Georgia game. And he used to ask me, what is it about Georgia? 
<laughs> and I said, I can't tell you, but I love Herschel Walker. And, uh, yeah, I was very much alive. I remember that moment like it was yesterday. <laughs> well, enjoy it, John. We appreciate the phone call. Thanks so much. All right, guys. I appreciate it. Let's go to uh, the phones, 912-342-7184. Let's go to Brett. Brett's listening in Brunswick. Brett, welcome to 3 and Out, man. How are you? I'm doing great today. <laughs> it's the best day that's one ever the, been, right? Yeah, one of the best days I've had in a, a very long time. Um, you, you had said before the break, you had asked, when was, you know, when did I know? And I would say on the Ringo interception – is when I finally let out a deep sigh and was like, okay, this is going to happen. Hey, that was a, um, a a great moment. And, again, that defense stepped yeah. up in a, in a big way. Uh, and that was, uh, BJ, in that moment, because I, I think even with Alabama down two wide receivers, the Heisman Trophy winner had the ball in his hands, and they had started to move a little bit down the field. And you thought, okay, it's I think they could only have tied it at that point. But still – it's Alabama. You've seen that that script a hundred times. Uh, that interception, obviously, and you saw Kirby Smart yelling at him to fall down, fall down, so they could run the clock out. But hey, take... absolutely. Hey, but made I mean, it to the house, seventy nine yards yeah. all the way. And I tell you what, yeah. you think about run, Lindsey run. I mean, you think about Herschel Walker, Bill Bates. That plays right up there is one of the great Georgia plays of all time. Now, now with that, I would love to say. Now, listen, I, I am a diehard dog fan, a uh, long time listener of the show. I love Ben and what he brings to the show, but he was part of the – he's part of the heartache for Dog Nation. In 2002, he he contributed to the heartache we have gone through. So I've always wanted to see UGA win a national title, but more because I'm a petty individual for more reason than one. I love Ben. Him and my wife love Vienna sausage juice. They love to drink it, you know, that, that – I appreciate Ben, but there's something and Gator Nation I've always wanted to say, and I tell you what, I've listened to it my whole life. I am going to 2008 them to death. <laughs> Anytime Ben says anything, what would you say, Ben? 2008. If I see you in public, Ben, in Walmart, 2008. you to death. Hey, listen, hey, 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 listen, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think you were a real Georgia fan if you didn't. 2008 me to death, but if you start barking at me, I'm gonna call the Humane Society on you. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> no, but, but but in all seriousness, man, congratulations, y'all. I expect to get all the trash talk. I'm look I'm I'm looking I'm looking to relocate right now. <laughs> Brett, we appreciate the phone call, man. Thanks so much. Yes, sir. Bye right, bye. 912-342-7184. Love to hear from uh, from Georgia fans again. This is the uh, you know, let it out, man. It's uh, 41 years of uh of waiting for that moment. Uh let it out and again, been 2008. He's. I think Brett started something. I, I expect it. Look, I look. That's the thing. You adopt the good and the bad, right? You're gonna adopt the good and the bad. So everything, all that we was dishing out. But I will say this: if you are a Georgia fan, you're supposed to be soaking in, talking trash, being petty. I, I, I just think that. I just think that at the end of the day, Kevin. You know, I was. We are. I'm already in dog country. I, I'm, I'm gonna get it every. I'm gonna give it. You know, every way from Sunday. So I'm. I'm just getting ready for it. I mean, Ben, people are coming after you on, on Facebook, on Twitter. I don't even know what this is. StreamYard, Instagram, <laughs> on the air. I'll take it. Listen, I'll take it. They, look, 
I, I just think that if you are Florida and Georgia, we 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 connected that to here. We talk trash each other, right, wrong, and different. Georgia, they the last team standing. And if you are a Florida fan, you know, like myself, I got I got to deal with it, Kevin and BJ. So, like I said, I mean, you know, I'm looking to relocate right now. They they're not going to know one. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go back to the phones. Let's go to uh, Mike. Mike's listening in Brunswick. Mike, welcome to Three and Out. How are you? Thank you. I'm great, sir. And I was 21 and watching Herschel win it in 1980. Uh, so, so you have seen both here of the most recent ones. Uh, when, when did you feel good about this one? You're going to find this really odd. But after the phantom fumble and the phantom recovery and Alabama got that cheap touchdown, when Georgia stopped the two-point conversion, I just, I, right then I felt like this ain't, this ain't the same old Georgia team. They're not giving it up. I mean, the, the, uh, Georgia against Alabama had a tendency in the past when things went bad. They said, oh, well, we tried, but not last night. There wasn't enough bad breaks to take the fight out of them. I, I 100% agree. And, and, again, I thought that moment you spoke about kind of led to also the blocked field goal. Uh, and you, you kind of saw, as you said, Georgia take a shot and respond. And that's something that I think uh, Georgia fans in the big moment have been waiting to see, and they certainly did that. Uh, last night, they took a shot from Alabama, a fortunate bounce for Alabama. They lead the points, and Georgia didn't didn't shy away from that. Well, and you guys talk about that resiliency, Mike. To me, I think Stetson Bennett embodied that because that was a – I mean, everybody watching it looked at that and thought that is a transformational moment potentially, especially when you follow it up with the touchdown. And after that fumble – I'll say it again because it's such a vital set of stats – after that fumble, Stetson Bennett finished the game four of four for 82 yards with two touchdowns. I mean, that is ice cold. I mean, that is that's what legends do. In the past, I've seen them fold, but I do want an opinion on something real quick. Georgia's first touchdown that they waved off because it was an incomplete pass. Tell me how that was different from the Stetson Bennett fumble <laughs> we're gonna bring christian in yeah, for a counseling yeah yeah, yeah yeah christian is all about that I, I i don't know that it was uh I, I think in the moment everybody on the field thought the stetson ball was an incomplete pass looking at it in slow motion i'm sitting there saying that's really iffy i don't know if i'm making that call in in a national championship game i thought the bryce young it was a pass in so uh it's so much that his arm was thrown forward by a big arm uh, from from George's defense, uh, at the end of the day, I don't know if – so I, I guess at the end of the day, I, I don't think there was much difference, but it didn't it didn't seem to affect the outcome at the end of the day uh, when it was all said and done. But, uh, Mike, appreciate the phone call. Thanks for calling in. Enjoy it. Thank you. We'll, we'll come back. We've got more to get to here on 3 and Out. We'll talk with uh, former Georgia All-American Willie McClendon, his nephew, right there on that offensive line last night. He'll join us next here on 3 and Out. Georgia National Champions. I know dog fans out there probably never get tired of uh, hearing that as they win it last night over uh, Alabama. And joining us here, talking about that, a 1978 SEC Player of the Year, All-American running back at the University of Georgia, Willie McClendon, joins us here on three and out. Willie, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well, guys. I hope you all are doing doing well also. Hey, we are doing uh, fantastic. I know you preceded uh, that 1980 team there at uh, Georgia, so uh, just missed the, that national championship in 80, but as someone who's been a part of that program, you had a uh, son go through the program, nephews uh, in the program. What does it feel like to, to, to see this happen after 40 years, uh, Georgia finally gets it done again and brings home another national championship. 
Well, it was a long time coming, and uh, I'm so proud for uh, the Georgia Dogs this year and having my nephew on this team uh, really uh, means very much to me. I'm so very happy once again for Dog Nation. Go Dogs. <laughs> and, 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 Warren, you mentioned such a great player for the Dogs this year, uh, offensive line, offensive tackle. What was it like watching him grow and develop week to week and uh, step up the biggest stages in college football, dominate, play some of his best football of the year, and uh, help lead his team to a national title? Well, it's always been a pleasure watching that young man grow up, uh, seeing him actually being a, a basketball player and being involved with basketball, track and field, more so than anything else uh, growing up. Uh, but, but then again, that's a great testament to his dad and especially his mother. They are tremendous people. They have tremendous work ethic and always have stressed uh, academics uh, to Warren. And he put himself in this position to be successful. And I'm so proud of the Clemson game. I was convinced that, that, that they had a complete team defensively, offensively, just had to put it together and always have that luck that you need in order to be successful no matter what the sport is. Uh, you got to have some luck. They had their luck. Go dogs. <laughs> Willie McClendon joining us here on uh, on 3 and Out. And, 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 Willie, when you talk about this team putting together a championship run, and I know now you play more games, uh, 15 games uh, to get this done. And I know in retrospect you could say, hey, it, it, it doesn't matter. It did, if it was Cincinnati, if it was Michigan, whoever. But at the end of the day, how much more special does it make breaking this streak and doing it against the, the, the modern-day standard of college football, which was Alabama, and just uh, being able to uh, avenge that SEC loss and knock off kind of the, the beast of college football again to, uh, to, to win the championship? So once again, uh, 15 games, that is a tremendous amount of game and a very long season uh, for any college athlete. So kudos to the coaching staff, the training staff, keeping those guys healthy, especially uh, during this, all of these guys, especially during this COVID period. Secondly, man, it was uh, so much fun once again watching these guys get out there, participate, run around, play football. Uh, I'm, I'm just as giddy as I possibly can be. It's just been one tremendous season. And I'm so happy for all of us, all of us Bulldog fans. Georgia's, of course, running back you. Uh, last night you had a huge late run from James Cook. You had Zamir White with the touchdown. Uh, what was it like running back you? Such a great tradition, seeing those guys add more big plays uh, there when you think about memories from running backs at the University of Georgia. That was one thing that I looked, for, looked forward to, even at the beginning of the game. I did notice... There was some tough sledding as far as the run game at the beginning, but they kept at it. And from the first quarter on, I really felt as though those guys could actually run the ball at the University of, of Alabama. And then with Coach Saban, the tremendous job that he's done over there with that Alabama uh, football team, it really 
makes it complete when you say that you beat the Alabama football team in a championship game. It really puts some legitimacy nowadays into that argument about who's number one. Well, we beat Alabama in a national championship game. There's no doubt about it. We're number one. Kirby Smart, Vince Dooley, uh, you know, uh, meeting each other after the game. Vince Dooley, obviously, a guy that coached you. I mean, the thing about it is, Willie, when, Kirby, when Kirby first get the job, people thinking they know he's a good coach or a good, great coordinator. They didn't know how great of a coach he was going to be. That sustained success that he's had since he's gotten there. Just talk about Kirby's impact, and I know it felt good to finally get it done against his against a, a guy who he learned the game from, you know, uh, in Nick Saban. It was always great to see Coach Dooley. And the one thing that I noticed with Kirby Smart and his staff when he got there, that they were going to get Alabama big across the board, offensive line, defensive line. I've always felt that we were lacking in size with those positions. Kirby made it a demand that those were the type of guys that he was going to recruit, which are basically two type of guys, them big old good ones and them good old big ones. So go dogs. <laughs> Willie McClendon joining us here, former All-American running back. And, Willie, you're from uh, Glen County in Brunswick, Georgia. Uh, you look at the, the 1980 championship led by a man uh, from Valdosta, Georgia, throwing the football. Uh, famous play in Georgia history, uh, Buck Ballou from Valdosta throws it to Lindsey Scott from Jessup. And last night, a young man from Blackshear, Georgia, captains the ship to the national championship. Uh, something about those uh, South Georgia players there at Georgia, right, getting it done. That's exactly right. And your guard, there's one thing that we know for sure, out of the 159 counties in the state of Georgia, you're going to have a University of Georgia football fans and a club throughout this state. So no matter what size the community is, there are going to be some outstanding football players coming out of that community. We can't get them all, but we need to get the most important ones. And uh, Stetson Bennett, I was not as convinced that he would be the guy that lead us to this championship, especially after the first the the, national, the SEC championship game. But when Coach Smart said he was going to be our man, I, I, I accepted it. I'm so happy for Stetson. Wow, just a tremendous season, tremendous person. Go Blackshear, Georgia. Thank us for getting – thank you for sending us Stetson. There you go. Uh, Willie McClendon, our guest here on 3 and Out. Willie, really appreciate the time. Uh, enjoy it, and we'll talk to you again soon. Thanks so much. You got it. Thank you, guys, at 3 and Out. Go dogs. Appreciate it. Willie McClendon, always a pleasure talking to him. And, again, he preceded that 1980 team uh, there at Georgia, part of that running back tradition. And he has seen both now titles, and his nephew, as he said, uh, Warren, a big part of that offensive line, uh, bringing it home last night. Uh, Warren's been fantastic, and really cool to hear Willie talk about Warren and and uh, just just his growth to where he is, and uh, great to hear just the passion and the pride, Ben, uh, there from one of the all-time great Georgia football players, a legend, a great man, as you mentioned, was at your uh, legend series on Jekyll Island, always good to hear from Willie, and you can see what this game, what this championship means to some of the great players to have ever played at Georgia. You got some big time names uh, that came through that came through uh, 
through Georgia, and I, and I none, none bigger than the McClendons, BJ. And I think the biggest thing is, as you said, Kevin, he, you know, he was a couple of years, you know, uh, you know, too early when you talk about the 1980 team. But then he, his nephew gets to do, you know, what he didn't get a chance to do. His son also went through that. So I mean, I know there's some big names, uh, you know, that came through Georgia. But I think the McClendon name that might be the royal family in Athens. Now we've got more to come here on Three and Out. Get to more of your phone calls nine one two three four two seven one eight four. Dog fans want to hear from you. It's three and out on the Southern Pigskin. Championship night has spilled over to a championship Tuesday uh, for the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. We're taking your phone calls. Love to hear from you here on the show. Let's go quickly to Sean in Savannah. Sean, welcome to uh, to three and out. You got about a minute. Hey, I just want to say, go dogs! We finally did it. It's been a long time coming, and I just want to say. What do you think about if the dogs can run it back? Will it be with JT Daniels? Uh, I love the show, and go dogs! Hey, appreciate the phone call, Sean. I I think it's too early to talk about that, uh, honestly, with the quarterback spot. Uh, but, hey, I, I, I think that you look at this Georgia team, can they run it back? I, I'll, I'll say this. For what it's worth, the preseason poll for USA Today, Oregon is game number one. They'll be top five. Or top ten at probably the worst. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and Dan Lanning plays Georgia. Outside of that, it's a pretty favorable schedule for Georgia. Uh, the East, I don't know what you expect. Let me say this East, real quick. I, Georgia Tech is rebuilding. Uh, so you, you look at it, and if Georgia brings back all this talent that they have on the roster, they could be in good shape to make a run out again. I'm not saying they're going to do it. But the schedule is very favorable for them in, in 2022. I saw a way too early uh, Ben 2022 preseason poll. I think it was on USA Today. Yeah, yeah. That... Uh, uh, Georgia was number two behind Alabama. Ohio State was number three. I think Ohio State is expected to be very good. And remember, you still have some transfer portal stuff, national signing yeah. day. But I think Georgia will probably be preseason two or three. I think Bama will be one. Ohio State, Georgia, you could go either way. Oregon will be top probably six or seven. And in that USA Today poll, just something to keep in mind Tennessee was 12 so I know a lot of folks may say oh on paper the SEC East is down I think you're going to see Tennessee pretty highly ranked I think you're going to see South Carolina remember who has Spencer yeah. Rattler in the preseason polls but to quickly address the other point uh he has another year of eligibility he, said he wants to play too so I, yeah. I, I mean you're you're returning a MVP from the national championship <laughs> game who just finished in the top five in the country and passer rating and have one of the great finishes to the fourth quarter in national title game history. Stetson's your quarterback. He should be. And he's one of the reasons you're going to be preseason top five. Carson Beck gone. JT Daniels gone. I mean, maybe if they come in, they might get a chance to play Stetson saying, look, make me leave then. I mean, because it's different <laughs> if he lose, right? Much different when he got that leverage when he win. I would just say that Stetson, Whoever got something to say about you being on Good Morning America, say you wish you was me, even if you was a little under the weather. <laughs> he hadn't fully enjoyed the <laughs> enjoy national championship yourself, experience. Man. Hey, enjoy it, man. man. That's like, what, I'm that, on now. You on right now. Right yeah, now. That's, Looking at you. <laughs> oh, what's up, Michael Strahan? <laughs> hey, fully enjoy that national championship experience. we got so much more to get to. More of your phone calls coming up uh, as well. Love to hear from you, Georgia fans. When did you feel good about it uh, last night? We'll hear from the big guy, Frank Sokowski, WJCL. He was on site there in Indianapolis last night. Apparently, BJ is going to try to stump our brains on Georgia championship uh, history. 
and more. We'll also hear from Peter Burns, SEC Network, final hour. It is three and out, 912-342-7184. Hit us up on Twitter as well, at Pigskin Radio. We're also streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Hour two of three and out, Kevin, BJ, and Ben. Georgia, the national champions. Love to hear from you, Georgia fans. When did you feel good about it? Last night, 912-342-7184, 912-342-7184. Hit us up on Twitter, at Pigskin Radio. Fellas, we've heard everything from when Ugga plopped down against Clemson next to the trophy. I, I mean, you'd have to really be feeling it. Uh, then, from the, hey, when Georgia stopped the two-point conversion, to... You said earlier today were, the, the the block kick for you the block I I, I thought that was the momentum changing thing I, I I still in the back of my mind because I had seen it it's an eight point ball game and Alabama is driving down the field now George's not going to lose that game but you could have a tie ball game right I mean it, you, so you play differently knowing like at the worst case scenario we have a busted coverage it's a tie ball game and that's assuming they get the two point conversion but obviously the pick six there I was like you know. It's there's just not the way Alabama's playing. They weren't going to do it. I mean, they haven't been able to get in the end zone. As long as it was a score game, you thought maybe Alabama had a little magic to put it in there. I think obviously not having their top two receivers, it played a role. I'm not making that as an excuse. I'm just saying it played a role in the way Alabama could call plays because guys weren't getting separation that obviously Mechie or Jameson Williams were going to do. They just weren't. You were playing younger guys and not as much experience. Probably not as explosive getting open. You had a couple of drops that I think those guys probably catch uh, in the ball game. So, uh, Ben, I, I just looked at it and said the way Georgia is defending, it's got to be a one-score game. As soon as it got to two, obviously time was in their favor, but you just felt like Alabama was not going to have it offensively to put together you know, an all-time comeback in, in two, three minutes there. No, and I, I think this defense is uh, is all-time great. I know we're going to get to it you know, uh, you know, here in a second, but – I mean, BJ. I know you keep talking about it. That 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 degree of difficulty for that you know for that throw that uh, that that uh, Stetson made. And number one, three thing three things happening that play. Obviously, you got a good throw. You got a good route. That DB is all over that receiver. It's not like he had to he had to cradle that thing. And I just think for me, Stetson was like, man, just give me a moment because that's when the game was over. When Stetson was like, look, they don't think I'm good enough to win it. They just think that I'm good enough to hopefully not mess it up. He's a game manager. So is Bryce Young. And for those people who keep on talking about Stetson Bennett, how small he is, our own Chrissy Gogel got when, <laughs> when uh, Stetson Bennett goes up to uh, Bryce Young after the game. Uh, Stetson is taller than Bryce. Oh, but but, um, but he was bending down. No, <laughs> he was not bending down. I'm just saying, like, so for all the whole controversy about size and all that kind of stuff, Man, that stuff is nonsense. It's nonsense. Yeah. It's just, it depends on who it is, but shout out to old Stetson Bennett for getting it done. 912-342-7184. Want to hear from you, Georgia fans. How you feeling today on a national championship uh, Tuesday? When did you feel good about it, uh, that it was going your way uh, last night? And certainly we've been asking everybody, were you even alive the last time this happened? Or if you were, I kind of guess just how long has it been since you've been able to encompass this feeling and in uh, this moment at the end of the day? I will, I will tell you, I mean, we were talking about uh, talking about it. We'll get to take three just a second. I mean, I'm the oldest one on the show, right? Uh, that, By that, a that, ways, too. No, I, I don't mean. know about that. But, <laughs> but to even like to, to, to kind of encompass that, 
I mean, when when Georgia did it last time, I was two years old. So, like, to say I was alive when it happened ain't saying much because I was more worried about when am I going to get my next food? Uh, you know, are we learning how to uh, walk without falling over at this point? Are we, you know, doing all the things we're supposed to do? I didn't know what was going on, obviously, in, in any sport. I went like, oh, yeah, the Braves were awesome when I was two. I didn't go Matt Osborne on it and start saying, hey, I remember when Willie McClendon played. Shout out to the uh, long-time listeners who get that. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Uh, But, uh, you know, I I think uh, that just goes to show. It's like I I have gone through an entire childhood into adulthood. I have kids of my own before an event has happened. And that would be, uh, you know, uh, Georgia uh, pulling it through in the national championship. Let's take three here quickly. We'll get to more of your phone calls in just a minute. But here's take three on three and out. All right, BJ and Ben, take one. Hypotheticals. I know we all love dealing in hypotheticals here on the show, but uh, hypothetical score prediction. 2021 Georgia, who got it done, versus last year's 2020 Alabama team. Who wins that game? Oh, boy. Uh, yeah, I like how I have to go first here. Um, I, I may lean last year's Alabama. I mean, you're, t- you're talking about... Devonta Smith, you're talking about uh, uh, Jalen Waddle, you're talking Matt about Jones. You know, well, yeah, but I think the quarterback play is fairly comparable. I mean, I don't know that there's been maybe, they were maybe a more explosive team last year. Stage, I think, yeah, but I think you're talking about you know Najee Harris. I think a few more playmakers that match up with that defense, and I'm not putting anything past Stetson, but I think if, in that hypothetical, I would lean Bama. I would lead Bama, too. I think it's too many guys to defend, BJ. I mean, we reason why we found out who John Mitchell was in 2020 is because Jalen Waddle got hurt. That's how he emerged. And then Devonta Smith was a route-running machine. Najee Harris out there dive, jumping over people and still taking in for touchdowns. And Mac Jones was a Heisman Trophy finalist. He, the only problem is the guy he throwing it to outperformed him. This, this Georgia team was incredible. But that 2020, and BJ, we forget, this Alabama defense in 2020, it wasn't no slouch. It wasn't 2021 Georgia defense, but it wasn't no slouch, though. So I would go, I would, I would lean towards the 2020 Alabama boys. All right. Take two. Uh, nope, answer. Uh, oh, I mean, I, I I think I would lean towards 2020 Alabama. They had the total package uh, as well. They're certainly more explosive offensively than this year's Alabama team was. Uh, and, uh, again, defensively, I think you saw what you saw last night. That was two defenses getting after it. Uh, in that ball game, uh, but I do think Alabama would have a little bit more explosiveness on the offensive side. Defensively, uh, you're still talking about some dudes that are in the uh, NFL now that were on that defense last year. I think Alabama slightly uh, would would get that game. Take two, hypothetical: Who would win between the two Georgia national championship teams? 1980 with Buck Belue and Herschel Walker, or last night's team? I mean, okay, okay. No, Ben, no, ben and I talk. I, I, you want me to go first? I'll go first. Y'all already talked about this? Yeah, we talked about uh, it off the air. Uh, we talked about it off the air. All right, go ahead then, Kevin. I, I, I would say, again, I will be totally disrespectful. <laughs> you, it is fine. <laughs> Different eras of football. I'm taking last night's team over the 80 team. That, and that's I would, where I was And, and, and I would say I this. Different eras of football. Because, no disrespect, but, I, but I, and again, I say it because that's how football is played. Georgia much more one-dimensional. Give it to Herschel Walker and play defense. That was and that was the style well, of football well, well, predominantly question, in because you mentioned Herschel in, in, in the eighties. And again, if this team, if that eighty team got behind to this team, they're not winning. This is one of the great front sevens sure. in modern college football history. Nobody ran on this. Yeah, team. I'm not saying Herschel Walker's no, running. No, and I, I said that for, for twenty four yards. Said, let's assume that Herschel Walker, second best running back behind Bo Jackson. Assume Herschel Walker does 20 percent better than anybody against Georgia this year did, just because of his greatness. 
They still aren't winning the game. Yeah, that's what I'm getting I mean, at. I'm is, trying, is, so, so, against this front seven, which statistically compares to, you know, right up there with 11 Alabama, right up there with the Clemson D-line with Lawrence and all those guys. I mean, I, I don't know that you're looking at a 150-yard game, even for so, – so because of that – I'm glad you went first. Yes, but I, it's, it's, again, it's just I will, reality I will, of how yes, they played. I will lean last night. I will lean last night too, BJ and Kevin. That's not being disrespectful. I mean, you're not running the ball against this defense consistently. You're gonna run it. All right, how many we yards do you think? How many yards, Ben? Do you think Herschel will get against this front seven? He'll get 100. He might get 100 yards. He ain't getting in the end zone though. Like, see, we get caught up in the yards, right? Are you affecting the scoreboard? Nicobe Dean eats running backs, right? He go, okay. I'm gonna be standing right here. Oh, but then you got to get past Jordan Davis, right? Then you got. Then you talk about Javon Walker. Then they go Nolan Smith. Look, Nicobe Dean is built to run and hit, and that's taking nothing away from Herschel. Herschel is the goat. I, I think too often the times we give so much respect. To, you know, listen, Herschel from right down the road from where I'm from, Riceville, Georgia, stand up, do your thing. They ain't like you said, Kevin. What's gonna happen when Buck Blue got to got to got to do his best? That's an impression and get back there and throw that thing. It's gonna get ugly because he's gonna be on the ground because he can't get the ball off. <laughs> I'm just saying this defense, BJ. They didn't give up a hundred points all season. They didn't give up a hundred, and they so and they played an NFL season. Herschel, we love you. No disrespect, but you getting the hell knocked out. You play in the playoff. <laughs> oh boy. And it's hard to say that. I'm just, I mean, I love Herschel. I love it. Just I love her. I was going trash. You know why? Ben, I'm not going to run into Herschel Walker. And if I do, I'm going to lie and say it was BJ. It was not me to say. I just go by the Ben Troop. I do go by the Ben Troop thing. It's like, hey, styles make fights. And again, I think that was more of a, the era in which they played. It was run the ball, play defense. That's just how a lot of teams. You, they in a box. Now you you going to bring everybody close to the line of scrimmage and those safeties. Yeah. Come on, man. All right. Well, let's move off of that before we have everybody mad at us. But, uh, uh, take three. How will you remember this this Georgia season? Will you remember it more for the Stetson Bennett story? Or you will you remember it more for the, uh, the just absolutely epic defensive unit that was uh, put on display week after week? For me, it's Stetson Bennett for a couple of reasons. Uh, Kevin, you you uh, mentioned this earlier in the show. Go back to week one, he's third-string quarterback. And and I, you know, you can go back to Ohio State, but in that scenario where you had, what, Barrett and you had uh, uh, Miller and you had Jones, that all happened late in the season. You didn't have a third-string quarterback basically go from being a guy that some people said, yeah, may get some PT, to now he's the starting quarterback and is making plays for the number one team in the country for the duration of the year. I can't think of many parallels to that. And uh, constantly had to prove himself. Had a great game. He'd come out and throw for 250 and three touchdowns. Not good enough. He's 5'9". He'd come out and, you know, complete 75% of his passes. Not good enough. Wasn't a five-star. And every week would find a way to prove the doubters wrong would find a way to compartmentalize all of the outside noise, all of the distractions, all of the criticisms, all of the yeah, but. Yeah, he played great against Arkansas, but. Yeah, he played great against Kentucky, but. And find a way to, to, to find a way to push that to the side every week, just remarkable. And then I'll keep reiterating what I saw at the end last night. When you evaluate quarterbacks, and, I, and I'll be honest, I was frustrated on Twitter, you know, after the first drive, people going, oh, Stetson's out of it. Stetson's rattle. Bitch Stetson. And I'm going... That's where we are with a guy that ranks in the top five in the nation in passer rating is he has a three and out against the top five defense in the country, and we want to bench him? He, uh, can, I, can I follow up with that? Because he was doing everything that Bryce Young was doing. 
which was it's third down, there's nothing there, I'm just going to chunk it out of bounds. Because there was no time to throw the football. I mean, you could call it game managing. Everybody else calls it smart football. Live yeah. to play another day. you got the defense. We're out here kicking field goals in the first and I'm half. Not saying Why he would was, you try to force anything? I'm not saying he was Tom Brady every drive, but what I'm saying, I cannot remember many quarterbacks in history, guys, where every single incompletion, oh, got to bench him, he can't do it. So I think to overcome that week to week, and then what quarterbacks do late in games is what defines their legacies. Okay, if you have two touchdown passes in the second quarter, end of the day, nobody cares. What do you do when the game's on the line? And against all the pressure in the world, because you know had Georgia lost, controversial fumble or not, sure. it'd have been, see, they couldn't do it with Stetson. All the pressure in the world against the best defensive mind in the game, against the best program in the game, on the biggest stage in the sport, you just had a quote-unquote fumble that could be devastating on a legacy. And you respond by completing four of four passes for 83 yards with two touchdowns, including one of the great fourth-quarter passing touchdowns, the pass to A.D. Mitchell I've ever seen in a championship game, you're a legend. No no disrespect to the Georgia defense. Of course, they huge. They led the way, too. Of course, Georgia's defense is one of the best defenses I've ever seen. But what will I remember? The incredible, incomparable story of Stetson Bennett. Yeah, I think it, if you love if you love defense, you love this season. Right? And and, that, and that's a rarity, right? You want to have a great defense. This defense wasn't story. This is the greatest redemption story we've ever seen. Like that, like Stetson Bennett represents so much. But why do we love Deshaun Watson? Because he did it to Alabama twice. He only won one of them, but he did it to him twice. Nobody thought Stetson could do it. Like, hey, Stetson goes to Tuscaloosa, he gets beat. Stetson plays, uh, Stetson plays Alabama as a championship game, he gets beat. Nobody thought Stetson could do it. What Stetson proved last night was they needed me to win, not just be there. They needed me to win the game. And I think when I think about this season is, yes, I'm going to think about Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean. I'm going to think about Nolan Smith and Devon Walker. I'm going to think about Brock Bauer. But I'm but I'm always put Stetson above that because everybody kept saying anybody can do it. Nope. You know why? Because David Green didn't do it. Because Aaron Murray didn't do it. Because Matthew Stafford didn't do it. And DJ Shock didn't do it. And Quincy Carter didn't do it. And Jake Fromm didn't do it. Stetson did it. How did he do it? When the moment, when the lights were the brightest, when the moment was the biggest, he stood the tallest. No pun intended. He went out there and got it done. You don't got to like it. And that's what football, what he showed last night is, he's telling somebody, if they give me a moment, I'm a bet on Stetson. and I'm a bet on me. And if I lose, I lose. He bet on Stetson and he won. So I, I just think it's one of the best redemption stories you're going to ever see. And like we said, God forbid, if he come back in 2022 and he start and he do it again, cancel Christmas. Because good Lord, I, I, don't, I, I wouldn't know what he was saying. But, but for one year, one game, one moment, with, with Will Anderson, with with, 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 with the Kobe Dean and Jordan Davis and uh, Brock Bowers and, and Bryce Young, Stetson outshined all of them. Think about that. Them guys gonna go on the big time NFL careers, and he outshined the guy who didn't even have a scholarship two years ago. Come on, man, it's that. Yeah. That's take three. We do it every day. This time we'll come back. We'll chat with the big guy, Frank Sokowski, WJCL. He was there in Indy last night for all the festivities. We'll hear from him next. Last night, our next guest was right there, Ground Zero in Indianapolis from uh, WJCL. The big guy. 
Frank Sokowski joins us. Frank, obviously uh, the entire state of Georgia was going bananas uh, last night uh, after that game. What was it like there uh, in-house uh, as it was happening in front of you? Yeah, those bananas were, were uh, on display in Indianapolis as well. I can tell you that. There was a large contingent of Georgia football fans there. And, boy, I saw grown men crying. I think I saw women punching Alabama fans in the face. Uh, I think I see I saw babies become, uh, you know, grown adults by drinking adult beverages. It was crazy. I mean, it was bonkers, and, and rightfully so. I mean, Georgia – Winning the national title, ending that seven-game losing streak to the Crimson Tide, ending that 40-plus year drought, it was truly a magical and memorable night. And I tell you what, I know they were partying in the Peach State. Well, they were partying up in Indianapolis, too. I know a lot of folks uh, just go ahead and they went ahead and four-game uh, you know, the, the, the sleep. And uh, there's going to be a lot of folks who will not sleep or, or we're going to have trouble catching up on it because – uh, that was quite a night uh, there at Lucas Oil Stadium. Frank, I know you uh, followed Stetson Bennett in high school, have been down to Blackshear a number of times. I mean, what more can you say about this young man, his story? This is this is a movie, right? Yeah, in fact, I think I put that out on social media yesterday that I'm sure the Disney executives are already getting the contract drawn up and getting that script because you could not write a better script for a guy like Stetson Bennett. What an amazing young man, so humble, so hardworking. He, he's the type guy you can't help but cheer for. People wrote him off even as recently as this week. I mean, still people questioning, hey, should we have a former walk-on who's undersized, you know, be our starting quarterback in the national championship game when we got a five-star guy right behind him? Well, you know, again, there's a lot of armchair quarterbacks, a lot of uh, coaches who have, Really extensive resumes across the country, uh, but they got to remember that they are not Kirby Smart or that Georgia coaching staff. They knew what they had in Stetson Bennett the fourth, and Stetson uh, he proved them right and uh, proved his naysayers wrong. Uh, and again, I think I, I said something this morning that not all superheroes wear capes, and sometimes they come from Blackshear, Georgia. Stetson Bennett rightfully deserves everything he gets. He, he's now a, you know a, a legend in the state. That guy is not going to have to buy a meal in the state of Georgia for the rest of his life, no matter what happens. I mean, that was just an amazing display to lead that Bulldog offense, to win a national title. Good on him. And I, I tell you what, the younger kids, the next generation, they can learn a lot from the Stetson Bennett story. Don't ever let somebody say you're not good enough. Believe in yourself and go after your dreams, and Stetson Bennett did just that. Yeah, that list is two of uh, Georgia quarterbacks that have won a national championship uh, kind of here in the modern era of, uh, of football. The big guy, Frank Sokowski, WJCL, uh, joining us here. And, Frank, to that end to kind of follow up uh, with BJ. Obviously, when an in-state team wins a championship, when you're covering it, it's a special thing. But uh, for this one, you had so many key elements uh, of guys who called the 912 home, or at least hailed from the 912 with Stetson Bennett, obviously Warren McClendon from uh, from Brunswick High School, Jack Podlesny from Glen Academy, kicking field goals uh, in the first half, Nolan Smith, Tramel Waltower from Liberty County, uh, you had Austin Blasky uh, there from South Effingham. I mean, it truly seems like there was a number of guys that call Southeast Georgia home that were out there uh, winning that national championship with the Dogs last night. And that's what it's all about. You guys know it when, when you're covering local sports and you're, you're a journalist in, in the local market. 
it's all about following these kids, watching them fulfill their dreams. Uh, and, you know, we, we talk about a lot of the guys who were dressing or, or actually playing. Uh, you know what? There were about a half a dozen guys who are scout team, walk-on guys who were also there in Indianapolis. They didn't get to go full dress, but they were there as well. And, and that was such a cool experience and something that they'll uh, never be able uh, to have taken away from. You know, they, they helped this team win a national title, whether that was, you know, playing a scout team, playing the Alabama guys, getting the Bulldogs ready uh, for what we saw last night. And again, 9-1-2 was on display, and you hear a guy like Stetson Bennett talk about how much love he has for everybody in the 9-1-2. That speaks volumes, and I watched Stetson take time, you know, after winning the biggest game of his career, biggest, probably the second biggest game in Georgia history, he still took time to, to log, uh, talk to the local uh, media members, and that's all you can ask for, you know, folks who are representing the 912 so well, and, and God, we are so proud of them, and they are national champs. What a story uh, to be there at Lucas Oil was an honor, and it's something that I'll always remember. So, Frank, you have the Atlanta Braves winning the World Series. You have Georgia winning the national championship. For all the talking points about teams in this state can't do this, can't do that, how nice is it to turn the page on some of those narratives? I tell you what, one of the most memorable years that the Peach State has ever seen in sports. And then, you know, let's even throw in the Hawks' magical run to the Eastern Conference Finals, which was something else to, to cheer about over the past year. So, yeah, I mean, that really, the, the, the narrative is dead as far as being a jinx in the state of Georgia, uh, you know, and, and kudos to those athletes, those coaches, uh, all that staff, the support staff, the fans. What a year it's been here for sports in Georgia. Absolutely. And again, doesn't look like it's going to slow down uh, anytime soon with the way uh, Kirby's recruiting there in Athens. The big guy, Frank Sokowski, uh, joining us. Frank, I know a busy day for uh, for you and all the folks finding your way back to Georgia. I know it was a long night uh, last night, but we appreciate you giving us a few moments, man. Thanks so much. Oh, my pleasure. Hey, thank you guys so much for being part of our countdown to kickoff specials as well, bringing the analysis that you guys do so well. And it tell you what, it was, it was a great run uh, through the regular season, through the Orange Bowl, the whole college football playoff, right up to the national championship, and now the post-celebration. Uh, what a run it's been. And I tell you what, let's do it again next year. <laughs> sounds, like, sounds like a plan. The big guy, Frank Sokowski, joining us here. Frank, uh, appreciate it. Safe flights, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right, guys. Appreciate it. Frank Sokowski joining us here, and as he said, 912 on display in a number of areas uh, last night. Nolan Smith. Uh, I think actually had the last tackle of the game. Uh, uh, there he yeah, made the, the, the final sack. Really played well. Obviously, Stetson Bennett was touching the ball on every play. Jack Podlesny, uh was step for step field what, three goal, for three? field yeah. goal central there in the first half for both those teams. And uh, you know Warren McClendon really did a, a, a fabulous job on the offensive line for uh, for Georgia last night. Just a couple. I saw Tremel Walthour out of Liberty County uh, there was uh, playing in on on defense and. I know Austin Blasky has seen some time this year uh, for the Dogs on the offensive line. Still a young guy in the program out of South Evangham. But uh, guys from the 9-1-2 all over the place, BJ, I mentioned that to Frank because you and I, uh, we've seen kids come through, and then when you follow college football, you see them scatter like the wind uh, all across the college football landscape. And it's funny that you know we sit there on Saturdays and go, oh, I remember that guy and that guy and that guy and that guy. It's rare that you have so many guys from kind of a centralized location uh, all on the team at the same time because at one point, 
uh, BJ, you'd always hear that talking point. Well, why doesn't Georgia recruit Southeast Georgia? Why doesn't not why, that long ago why, you why, heard that? Yeah, a lot, why don't yeah. the dogs get uh, get to Southeast Georgia and recruit some of these guys? And well, there you go. Uh, you had a, a whole bunch of guys uh, taking part in uh, having a direct hand in winning that national championship last and, night. And as Frank said, you know, so cool to see their contributions, their leadership, but also uh, hear them whether it's on. Uh, a, a, a TV interview, a radio interview, or on social media, just talk about uh, the 912, talk about uh, their families, their friends, their communities. Really, really uh, cool and inspiring to see. And, yeah, so many student athletes from this area to be proud of when you think about George's run and what the Bulldogs just did. And uh, a couple of those guys, really prominent players, Kevin, who you reference. So I know for, for you and Christian and PJ and uh, covering the high school football acutely like you do, I mean – you have the memories not that long ago of them doing it on Friday nights. I say Saturdays now, it's Monday, <laughs> yeah. but but from Fridays to Saturdays, and these guys just continue to make the most of their opportunities and uh, some national championship rings coming back home to the coast. Uh, certainly. We've got more to come here on 3 and Out, your phone calls and more on a uh, championship Tuesday now for the uh, the Georgia Bulldogs. This is 3 and Out on the Southern Pigskin Radio it's good to have you back here, three and out on the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Kevin, BJ, and Ben. I know Ben said, "Hey, if Georgia wins, he is is not not coming back. He's been kind enough to to, to make sure he's on the show today." Ben, biggest thoughts from last night. You know, I was thinking more. That was so true. I, no, well, I was thinking more importantly than that, Ben. When's the next time Florida's going to beat Georgia? <laughs> like, could you just give us a year? Take your time. Think about it. When's the next time the Gators will actually beat Georgia? I, I mean, I really think that's a a, a great answer. Uh, <laughs> you, you missed some great conversation there, Ben. Hey, just stay away from South Carolina, man. Yeah, there you go. Somebody, somebody, somebody asked you about South Carolina. Uh, I don't want to say nothing negative because they can be yourself. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Love to get your calls. Georgia fans, celebrate it. Let it out uh, today. When did you feel good about it uh, last night? What was the play that kind of turned you into the it's going to happen? Uh, moment. We got a variety of answers uh, in that one uh, from from the game last night. And uh, again, just getting over that hump. What does it mean to you? What does it mean for the program? I know friends, family, a lot of people who are uh, Georgia fans for a long time have been waiting a long time to be able to celebrate this one. 912-342-7184. Love to hear from you. Hit us up on Twitter at Pigskin Radio. You can also leave a comment uh, on our live stream uh, on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. Love to hear from you that way as well. But uh, give us a shout. Let us know how it feels today. As you said, BJ, a lot of people going, I don't really know what to do. What do I do with my yeah, hands? Yeah, yeah, just. I don't, I, I, don't, I, I don't know what to do uh, with my hands. No, I, again, we have some great phone calls on that. I'd uh, love to hear from you here on the show. You had put together as well yes. a little championship trivia. You said Ben and I could put our two heads together, which may not be asking a whole lot, or maybe asking a whole lot for, for both of us here, on Georgia's championship 
situation. So, so lay some on us. Yes, uh, here and, we go. and we'll see how it how how it does. I here. want you guys to work together. And I was thinking, look, it, this is a historic day. It's a time to reflect on championships from this season, from 1980. Uh, you guys are are tremendous at trivia, especially you, Kevin. Oh, so <laughs> so I want you guys to work together. All right. We were talking with some callers. How old were you? Were you around in the 1980 National Championship yep. season? Together, can you guys name five players from the 1980 Georgia National Championship team? Well, I was I was two. Well, so, okay. I can name two of them. Yeah, Herschel. So, okay, so together, can you name uh, okay. five? Herschel, Buck Ballou, P.J. Jones, <laughs> Dale, 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 Dale uh, is it Dale Williams? Yes. Dale Williams, DJ Jones, Buck Baloo, Herschel Walker. And it's got to be uh I mean, you should at least be familiar with a few more. Yeah, I mean, catfish. Catfish. Okay, we've met okay. Well, I mean, there was a guy in Jacksonville that caught a pass that I was, was about to say Lindsey Scott. Okay, yeah, Lindsey Scott. All right. I mean, we we, we just got five, like, right? I like, I like when Kevin comes out straight with oh, I got this week. Okay, so y'all are gonna flex on me early. Catfish, now. catfish. Yeah, we we are good. We, we 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 socialize with a, a number of people. I, I, I'm sorry on the regs who have the 1980 bling. Now he's name dropping. All right, then I will turn it up a notch. Okay, we'll go. Now we won't get a single question right the rest of the way. We'll yeah. talk about this season. Stetson Bennett is one of six Georgia quarterbacks to have ever thrown for five touchdowns in a single game. Five touchdowns in a single game. He's one of six. Name the other five. I mean, Aaron Murray got to be one of them. In, in Georgia mean, history, period? Georgia history, period. There Aaron have been Murray. six quarterbacks. Just There have been six quarterbacks. Kevin's going, calm down. There have been six quarterbacks that have thrown five touchdown passes in a single game. Stetson did it this year. He is one. All right. Ben, all right, ben said Murray. That is correct. Uh, surely, even though Stafford probably did it. That is correct. I think he, didn't he do it against Hawaii in that bowl game where they just obliterated Hawaii? They were supposed to play for the national championship okay, and ended now. up in the Sugar Bowl. Uh, so we, we got three of them. We got well, three I mean, more. I gave you Stetson, but. So, so we got three more. Matthew, okay. Uh, did, uh, did, did David, David Green, Green do it? Are you asking me or telling me? David, David Green, Green did it. David Green, correct. You guys are actually doing this without messing up, so you need two more. I'm trying to think in the era in which they threw the ball a bunch because, I mean, so much is Georgia running the football. Cam's giggling. They're not going to get it. Uh, no, I mean, I, I'll be – one did, is fairly obvious. One, one of the two that's remaining is fairly obvious. So, six – just to repeat the question for the listeners. Six Georgia quarterbacks have thrown five touchdown passes in a single game. Right. We have seen Stetson do it. He's right. one. We're naming the other five, and you guys got Green, Murray, and Stafford. All right. And so we need two more? And one is obvious and one is not? I, I think that's is, fair. Is yes. that – Because in the, the back of my mind, I'm thinking Mike Bobo probably did it. Because they threw the ball around with him, either him or Eric Zire. Yeah. I don't know that – oh, what? what? Are you, you gonna, asking me or telling I'm me? I'm trying to talk it out. I'm trying to talk it out. <laughs> Did Jake Fromm ever have five TDs in a game? I'm trying to think if they did. BJ's I mean, giving me a look like, go ahead I'm and say I'm not giving it. you a look. I'm, I, I'm, I mean, Jake, I mean, he played for three years. I've got to go with something. All right, though. we got to say it. Jake Fromm. You going with Fromm? Go ahead and say it. It is not from. I will give you the obvious one, and then real quick, we'll see if you can get the uh, get the fifth. DJ Shockley. 
DJ Shock. B-Shock. I was going to say yeah, B-Shock. Shock. All right, now I, I'm going to say for the last one, it was, and, and and it is a fairly recent. It wasn't like in 1970. Yeah. So yeah. Mike Bobo. No. Eric Zire. No. Rapid Fire. Just go. Quizicata. No. Uh, I, I forget what his first name is. His last name uh, Tally. No. Uh, John Lastinger. No. I'm like name. Just keep going. Name every Georgia quarterback. <laughs> Don't say it was like Joe uh, JT uh, JT three against like Coastal Carolina. Or Joe Tereshinsky. No. Heinz Ward. No. I like that though. Uh, no, it was Greg Tally, by the yeah, way. Yeah, shout it. out, dog fans. If you know this at home, shout out. Yeah. I mean, that gun, we've named every quarterback since 1990, seems right. like. Fairly recent. Fairly recent. Within this generation. Uh, Hudson? No, it's a good Hudson guess. Mason? All right, we got to move on, so I'm going to give it to you. Joe Cox. Joe Cox, okay. Yeah, okay, okay. Joe Cox. Now, Stetson, we're sticking with this season. I mean, Joe Cox was a highly recruited uh, high school sure. quarterback, so that's not unreasonable that he would have done it. But Stetson, yeah. in the game where he had five touchdown passes, yep. did it all in the first half. Who was that against? Five of his UAB. Yes. That was well, this year. Well done, yeah. Cam, you didn't get that one. Maybe, yeah. Well done. All right, moving forward with our with our Georgia Championship trivia. Play along at home. Who had the game-winning pick six in the season opener against Clemson? Oh, God. It was, uh, it was Kendrick, right? No. No, no, no. Oh, sorry, Ben. Yell at me some more. I, I don't know. I think it was a corner. I can't remember the corner. Ah! Oh, this is a big play. This is one of the signature plays of the entire season. Man, I can't even uh, see. I I know it was a corner. I mean, it I will give you a hint. He had a pick yesterday. Keely Ringo. Nope, that's a that is <laughs> half <laughs> correct. The other, the other, the corner. Well, yes, the, yeah, the other guy I is correct. The side. I don't, oh my god! The correct answer is Chris Smith. There you go. Taking it to the crib Chris against Smitty. DJ Uyunglele. All right, I'm trying to see what y'all can handle here. All yeah, right, handle, just throw it at us. All right, the Bulldogs scored a season-high 62 points this year against who? Uh, oh, they dumped that on, um, uh, was it Mizzou? Are you asking me or telling me? I'm going to say. I think it was Mizzou. Yeah, I'm going to say they dumped 62 on Mizzou. Well, that's wrong. Yo, sorry. It's Arkansas. That's not right. Correct answer, Cam whispered it, Vanderbilt. Vandy. Uh, Vanderbilt. And, and, and they gave and 62 to zero. All right, I want to see yeah. how many y'all can get Sorry, here. Sorry, Vandy. This is this is teamwork. This is where y'all work together. I want to see how many y'all can get here. This is an incredible defensive stat. Georgia held seven different teams without an offensive touchdown. So seven different yep. teams they played this year, no offensive touchdown. So defensive touchdown, we'll count that. Field goal, we'll count that. No offensive touchdown. Yep. How many of those teams can you name? Clemson, Vanderbilt, Clemson. Georgia Tech, UAB. Woo! Woo! That's four, right? Yes, it is. So how many more do I need? Florida. Florida. No, no, dude. Your team scored a touchdown. Like, yeah. shouldn't you know that your team no, scored a no, touchdown? That's how bad the game was. No. If, think about this. I don't know. If if I said Florida and you telling me shouldn't I know, didn't I let you know I didn't know when I said Florida? No. I mean, y'all scored seven. It was a close game. It was like 48-7. Uh, Kentucky. No, you were on a roll though, Kevin. Oh, Arkansas didn't. The, Arkansas. the correct answer, because I can't remember who said what now, but the correct answer. I said, I said UAB, 
Clemson, Clemson Georgia Tech, Vandy. That's Vanderbilt. four. I needed three more. Charleston Southern. Charleston Southern, of course. Missouri. UAB, Vanderbilt, Arkansas, Missouri, Charleston Southern, Tech. I said Missouri, and you said no. Yeah, I probably just, yeah, I was probably just going to. So I got five of the seven. All right, how about this? That's fine. Because a lot of people like to talk trash about the schedule, right? Oh, Georgia yeah. didn't play. Okay, Georgia beat six ranked teams, ranked at the time. Yeah, ranked at the time. They beat, well, that's all you can do. I'm sorry, you can't control what happens a month later. You beat six ranked teams. Let's hear Let's hear them. Kentucky. That's your first answer? Like, I'm, 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 I'm trying to get that Kentucky. Well, at the time, they played in Kentucky. And, I'm saying, like, yesterday. In Arkansas. Okay. It was, was ranked at the time they played. Correct. I think Auburn snuck back in there and okay. got ranked at the time they Y'all played. Y'all should get this then. Clemson was ranked at the yes. time they were playing. How many four, more we got? Four, That's four. four. You need two more. Do what now? You need two more. No hints. This is iconic. This is, this is incredible. We have established. Hold on. No, no, stop. Just to bring us up to date, we have established Clemson, Arkansas, Auburn, and Kentucky. I think because of uh, that SEC thing, I think I got the last two. One is Tennessee, and one I didn't. Wasn't South Carolina inked in there at twenty-four when they played or something like that? Giving them that SEC. Was I right? The last two were Michigan and Alabama. Oh, I was thinking the regular season. My bad. That's not a bad game. I mean, <laughs> they just beat. Yeah, I'm. They just oh, that's beat the number two team. I thought we were talking in the regular season yesterday. I thought we were talking regular season. That's All why right. I canceled that out. Is that it? Oh, I guess. All right. They just beat Michigan. That's fine. And, and Alabama. I thought we were talking regular season. My bad. Kevin was on the road. He was on the road. Though. What else you got? Is that all the questions? You mad now? Well, I mean, I have more questions, but I'm looking at the clock, and it looks like we're up against the break. I mean, all right, I- we'll step aside. We'll, we'll 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 try to figure out what BJ's talking about. It's three and out. Southern Pigskin Radio Network. I wasn't even good to have you here. We'll hear a lot more coming up in the final hour. Peter Burns, SEC Network, will join us talking about Georgia's championship. We'll get to more of your phone calls coming up in the final hour of the program as well. And after our pathetic display. In trivia, way to end it. BJ Ben said he has one more question for us to just totally stink at here regarding championship. All right, just 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 simple. Okay, we're gonna look no, at this. Nothing season. ever simple. No, this is simple. This is simple. George's season is done. In case you guys okay, didn't okay, know that. Okay, right. Well, apparently you didn't know they played a ranked team yesterday. All right, whatever. Who's George's leading tackler this year? Wow. Season's over. So you got like the stats. You add up the tackle. Like who's okay? I'm sorry. Let me add. Uh, obviously, I'm assuming we can't. Well, cheat. I mean, I, there wasn't any kind of feedback. I didn't know if kind of what you were thinking there, Kev. Is it? Is it? I want to say. I want to say Nicole Dean, but well, I you can like if you'd like. I think it's a trick. I'm kind of thinking that as well. That would be too easy. Yeah, I, mean, if he'll, if he'll I would say, say either him or Scene. Well, you got it. Well, I mean, pick one, Ben. Or Walker. It's one of those three guys. Shavon Walker. No. Got it. Let's see, let's see if we can get it before the hour runs out. Nicobe Dean? No. Lewis Dean. Nope. Yes. Trust your gut. That was a great I, I pick. You were on the right track. Defensive MVP last night uh, of, of, of the national championship game. Had a, a really active, great, dynamic finish to the season. Lewis Dean finishes the year as Georgia's leading tackler. Yeah, I was going to say, as, much, as, as good as they are up front, you would think a safety wouldn't lead the team in tackles, especially as good as they were against the run. You would think, hey, outside linebackers, linebackers are going to get there before he does. 
uh, especially as good as they were. But I, I should have gone with the gut, Ben. I'm, I'm sorry I, I let mean, us... Kevin, you was on today. Kevin came out firing. I messed you up. Kevin, I apologize. Because Kevin, you like, listen, I'm good at stuff. I just don't like being on the spot with these questions. Man. Like, <laughs> I'm not good at it. Yeah, man. we got more to come here. Three and out. We'll get to more of your phone calls. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Georgia fans want to hear from you. How you feeling t- today on this Tuesday? When did you know? When did you feel good about it? Let us know. Join us here, three and out, final hour, coming up next. Kevin, BJ, and Ben, love to hear from you, Georgia fans. Championship day after. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Love to hear from you. How you feeling here on a Tuesday? When did you feel good about it? So much wrapped up in the angst. I'm a big ain't no curses guy, BJ, so... You shouldn't have been feeling anxious. You should have just been like, hey, just need to make a play and get it done. You did it last night, but when were you feeling it? When did you feel confident it was finally going to happen for you, uh, dog fans? 912-342-7184. We'd love to hear from you. You can hit us up on Twitter, at Pigskin Radio. As Georgia gets it done, BJ and Ben finally slay the beast. That is Alabama uh, in college football. Stetson Bennett, kind of a ho-hum first couple of quarters. Really didn't play his best football, but in crunch time, clutch time, Four for four, uh, going down a field, and two touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's game-changing time. That's win-it time. Whatever you want to say about it in the late stages of the game, he was money at the quarterback position and gets Georgia's first national championship since 1980. It goes in that that list. Ben, BJ and I were talking about this. You're a big, hey, is your name on the list, guy? Well, that list right now for Georgia is two dudes. It's Buck Blue and it's Stetson. It's not Matt Stafford. It's not David Green. It's not DJ Shockley. It's not Joe Cox. It's not Joe Tereshinsky. It's not Mike Bobo. It's not Eric Zire. It's 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 none of those dudes. It's Buck Baloo and it's Stetson Bennett, national championship winning quarterbacks there at the University of Georgia. Kevin, I think you make a great distinction when you talk about that list. That list that list is that list is prestigious because Yesterday, when you talk about Alabama and Georgia, right, you saw those sidelines? Alva Kamara transferred from Alabama to Tennessee, and he was still on the sideline with Mark Ingram, right, and Quentin Williams. And obviously, Ben Watson, David Pollock, you know, those guys, you know, I mean, they, they, you know, they work for NC Network, you know, ESPN, what may have you. But that's what happens when you get done playing, BJ and Kevin. Is BJ said, you want to go to a game? No, I don't want to go to a game, but two, I don't want to be embarrassed walking the bed saying, whoa, 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 where you going there, partner? <laughs> no, I'm trying to go on the field. Nah, <laughs> who are you? Nah, nah, see, I played it, uh-huh. Who are you, Patrick Ewing? Don't know him either. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, just, I'm just saying, BJ, Stetson Bennett is the greatest quarterback in Georgia history. You're right. Listen, because, BJ, now, when I first got on this network and I said best and greatest and you – not be no. There's a there's a difference now. Once again, who would have ever thought? Aaron Murray, the Air Raid, David Green, Mr. All Time Wins, DJ Shockley, at two SEC championships game, SEC uh, MVP, uh, Jake Fromm, Matthew Stafford, number one overall pick, Stetson Bennett is the you call him you call him the mailman. Listen, listen, I call him I call him the, the mayor. Cause he's the he's the mayor in in Athens right now, and, and there's and there's nothing. But 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 shouldn't it be that way though? With all the other guys with the five stars, four stars, all these, shouldn't it be a guy who grew up? I'm not saying the other guys didn't. Grew up, you know, 
Southeast Georgia. I just want to be a dog. And all of a sudden, he ain't big enough. Yet he's bigger and taller than the Heisman Trophy winner. <laughs> that's another. That's another. That's another. You know, uh, topic for another day. But BJ, isn't it fitting? Because I will say this: two things you've never you've been on you've been you've been uh, going you know going to bat for last year, Coastal Carolina. This year, Stetson Bennett. All year long, all I'm saying is it's. It just make you feel good as a former athlete, man, because you're looking at a guy who he had to do it the hard way. He wasn't given anything. He didn't complain. He didn't point no fingers. But when he would listen, but I don't know, listen, I don't know who gave him that cigar, but he was gonna light that bad boy. Listen, I'm finna smoke, I'm finna smoke, but he's earned it. And I listen, shout out to Stetson Bennett, man. He's the reason why I'm 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 glad to say, man, we both played, you know, uh, the same sport, not at the not at the same level. Stetson did it at the highest level at uh, on the biggest stage. Shout out to that man for getting it done. Yeah, it's it, it's just remarkable uh, to to see a quarterback that what four months ago not many people were talking about if 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 anybody now be the story of the year in college football. And he was and, a depth guy, and yeah, right? and and he's earned it. He's earned that. I mean, he is the story of the year in college football. One of the greatest stories of all time. And Ben, you said it. He's he's earned it the hard way. Never once as a college quarterback did he get the benefit of the doubt even when he was doing it. And that's something that I always struggled to understand is I get that we're in an era of recruiting rankings. I, you know, I, recruiting rankings come with great merit and offer great context and perspective. So does, uh, you know, the measurables, size, all that stuff. But at the end of the day, if you're making plays in your 6'3", or you're making plays in your 5'9", you're making plays. And Ben, you've told me this too. When you get on campus, the stars don't matter. The stars matter on Twitter. The stars matter in the preseason magazines. The stars matter on radio shows. I mean, we're we're part of it. But when you're when you're out there and you're practicing and you're getting ready uh, for a a a start of a season where you're maybe the third string guy or you're getting ready for a national championship where you're the player everybody's looking at, no one's talking about the stars when the game's going on. It's before the game. It's after the game. This guy can play. And yep. he's a great story. We're all going to keep talking about that because it's a tale that's worthy of discussion and admiration. But he's also a great player. I mean, I go back. You guys know I'm a big fan of the say it out loud theory. Okay? When you're thinking about something, say it out loud. Georgia just won the national championship with a quarterback who threw two touchdown passes in the final 10 minutes of the fourth quarter, won the MVP honors in the national championship game, and for much of the season, including the end of the season, was in the top five in the country in passer rating. If you were to just say that, you go, that's one of the great players in SEC history. That's got to be one of the great quarterbacks we've seen in this generation. But because you follow that up with, yeah, but the expectations were kind of modest and, you know, he's 5 not. No, none of that matters. This dude just led Georgia to a national championship, was one of the most proficient quarterbacks in the country the whole way, and was the best player on the field late in the game in the national championship game when all of the adversity was on him. The fumble, if you want to call it that, I don't know, you know, whatever. But well, I mean, that, that's what it was ruled, right. so you got to call but, it that. But when that play happened and Alabama scored, every single person on Twitter, the bots on Twitter, everybody's going, yep, Stet told you, Stetson couldn't win the big one. And what did he do in the face of all that adversity, all that pressure? Everybody just waiting to hit send and tweet and post to say, told you he could beat 
Kentucky, but he can't beat Alabama. Not only was he there as Georgia won the national championship, he was out in front. Stetson Bennett, second down and 18. A.D. Mitchell, 40 yards, touchdown, perfect ball. Game on the line. Are we going to run it and play it? Nope. Stetson Bennett, Brock Bowers, touchdown, game. This dude is a stud. Great player, great play, uh, great, great story, but let's not just say it's a great story. Let's give him you know, the full title, great player. And, 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 and Ben, I think you're right. Right now, say it out loud, there's a difference in best and greatest. I think, you know, David Green, DJ Shockley, Matt, Stetson Bennett's the greatest Georgia quarterback of all time. And, and, yeah, yeah, and, and Georgia, and, and look, 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 and, and BJ, we, we got to stop doing it, right? Like, like look, am, am I am I going to uh, speak up? Am I going to speak up for athletes when people are blatantly uh, disrespecting their name? Yeah, no matter where you play. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, like, like this is what I mean. Stetson Bennett, the way they say 5'9", five, 5'10", five, you think Kyler Murray's 5'10"? Hell no. You think Kyler Murray's 5'10"? Nope. <laughs> I can look at him on TV and say, that dude right there is not 5'10". Number one overall pick, right? Number one overall pick. Baker Mayfield. You think Baker Mayfield is 6'1"? Nope. Number one overall pick. So, but it's the thing. They both had their shot to play in the, in the, uh, in the, uh, in the uh, national championship. Neither one of them made it, right? Baker Mayfield, he lost to the Georgia team. When you think about what Stetson Bennett really just did, like – I don't care what the Georgia faith will say. They didn't believe it until it happened. Like, dude, we've been waiting on this for a long time. Nobody, nobody thought it would be Stetson. They thought it would be David Green or Shockley or Stafford from. It's almost like they were saying anybody but Stetson. Because you know what Stetson really just did? Stetson is a myth killer. We think, oh, man, you got to look like this to do it. Listen, listen. Uh, no one blamed Russell Wilson for winning the uh, Super Bowl when he had the Legion of Boom. No one said a word. He won it, right? You're supposed to benefit from those around you. But guess what? When it came time to make a play, no one said Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Noah Smith, and those guys balled. Stetson Bennett balled out when you needed him to. He did it with a freshman quarter. He did it with, did it with a freshman tight end. Then I have George Pickens, but for two games, really, this year, Jermaine Burton, those guys just weren't what they thought he was going to be. I'm telling you, B.J., we need to just start saying Stetson Bennett is a baller, period. That's it. No, no, no more outliers because you know how many people can do what he just did? Zero. Because they had opportunities to do it. Michigan couldn't do it. Auburn couldn't do it. LSU couldn't do it. Florida couldn't do it. So when you get to, when people get to saying, oh, man, it was – Stetson did the unthinkable against a team that everybody – the only people that say we want Bama is people that know good and well they ain't going to play them. You know you ain't going to play them. Shout out to Stetson Bennett for being a football player who just happens to be bigger and taller than the Heisman Trophy yeah. winning Bryce Young. <laughs> well, I mean, about that? I've been, and I think we talked about it yesterday ahead of the game. We said the, the key for Georgia is not are they good enough to do it, but can you rise up in that moment? Can you take a shot? Can you take adversity? Can you take something bad happening and not lay down? And something bad happened. Something real bad happened. You had a, uh, uh, call it whatever you want, a fleet, a, a fluke play. Was he throwing it? Was he fumbling it? And Alabama just happened to grab it one millimeter before they stepped out of bounds inside the 20. So inside the 20 in the national championship game, you fumbled the football. And Alabama turned that into points. Couldn't get in the end zone all day, got in the end zone on that series. Couldn't, and all of a sudden the game has changed. And you're going – all right, that was that was the punch in the face. That was the gut punch of bad stuff happening. Woe was us. 
and turn right back around and answer the bell. It's, it, 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 again, it's a tremendous story of, as you said, perseverance uh, at the end of the day. Of, this is a guy that was, was brought in to build depth at the, at the quarterback spot, right? We need a guy that we believe in that can come in if we need him to and, and, and we'll be okay. Well, it turned into much more than that as the season went on. And at the end of the day, there's a club out there, uh, Ben and BJ. It's, it's, it's got one door, and it said, if you are a starting quarterback that's won a national championship at Georgia, you may enter. And Stetson <laughs> opens the door, and there's Buck Ballou saying, how you doing? And that's it. There's the only guys that are yeah. allowed in that club yeah. right now. Yeah. Hey, it's the two of us, man. I'm from Valdosta. You're from like 100 miles up the road in, in Blackshear, and that's it. It's us. And, and you can't take that away from him. And, and again, I, I think you even look at it and say, Buck Ballou gave the ball to Herschel and let that defense eat. We don't take that away from Buck Ballou. You don't say, oh, well, Buck won it, but, you know, he had Herschel in that junkyard dog defense. Well, Stetson didn't have Herschel, but he had a great defense, maybe a junkyard dog style of defense, and he went out and made a play to win the game. To quote Herm Edwards, you play to win the game. And when they did, Stetson had two passes, put where it needed to be, and Georgia won the game. They put it away on defense. Stetson won the game on offense. The end, and it's a tr- truly remarkable mm-hmm. story. Now, does that mean any and everybody could do it? Nope. Nope. I mean, and that, you started hearing some of that from National. Did Georgia have the blueprint to, to show how to beat Bama? Uh, if nope. your blueprint is load up on five stars and NFL talent, yeah, that's the blueprint. You can have Stetson be in there. It doesn't mean everybody's got to be a five-star, but you give a good player five-star talent around them, and they will be successful. The end. And he was able to do that. Georgia just showed this. This is what they really showed, Kevin. Used to be to beat Alabama. Your quarterback had to be he had to be elite. Tim Tebow, Johnny Manziel. Trevor Lawrence, like these are people that had to beat him, right? The thing about the thing about Stetson Bennett is Stetson Bennett is Mister Stay Ready, because because this this is more than just about this year. What about last year? Jamie Newman and JT Daniels. What's up, Stetson? Stetson grew up. That's what people don't realize. He played Florida's and the Alabama's a year before and didn't have his best game, and he learned from it. The thing about being a the thing about being a former athlete, everybody gets asked this question, and nobody gets to say what says. Hey man, what was your moment in college? Oh man, I I got a, I got a chance to catch a game win against Georgia, man, and it lived on forever. What was your thing? We're talking about games, not the game. The only people watching Florida Georgia Florida fans, Georgia fans, or some SEC fan, everybody watched Stetson, whether you like him or not, you watched him, right? And when the lights were the brightest, he goes, "Hey fellas." Often to show y'all why they call me the mailman, and that's a nickname given to me, not something. I know, I'm not coming here telling him, you know, my my family called me Junebug. No, <laughs> I, I deliver, I deliver. So I just think that BJ and Kevin, this is what it really is. We don't appreciate Stetson Bennett because we don't think he can do what he can do. Like Stetson Bennett could jump from the free throw line, right? Because in a sense, that's what he just did. Like he can do that, and he goes and do it, and you like. But Stetson don't tell you what he's going to do. He just go, no, give me the rock. Because we got other quarterbacks on the team. JT Daniels is not hurt. Carson Beck is not hurt. These are the guys that they wanted. 
I'm the guy. I'm I'm the yeah, I'm well, the guy. I'm the guy they needed though. And and because I'm telling you, Kevin, it's so hit everybody could have yeah. done what Stetson Bennett did. I ain't seen it in 41 years, and I yeah. ain't even 40 yet. So I ain't seen it <laughs> when it comes to that stuff. So I I, I just think that we downplay Stetson Bennett, and this is why we really downplay it. Just say it out loud, BJ, because we can't do it. We can't do what he just did. Most things you say, I could do that. I could do that. No, you couldn't. Georgia did all they could to do what happened uh, last night, and nobody could do it. Yeah. I mean, I, and I think to me, uh, to kind of put a bow on it before we got to get to Peter Burns' SEC network, to me the lasting legacy that I've heard the weeks leading up to this game of Stetson Bennett, and Ben, you know this as a, as a former player, listen to what his teammates say about him. They were riding or dying. With Stetson Bennett. And you could say, well, that's because Kirby Smart made the decision and they had to deal with it. Nope. Ben, you've been on teams where the coach said this guy's starting and everybody in the locker room's going, what, really? That's what we're doing? Like, everybody that came out was like, Stetson's that dude. Why are you on him? He will get us there. We believe in him. We, they don't have to say that stuff. Right? You could say, point. like, no, Stet- point. I mean, you, you, people say, no. oh, well, you have to say that to be a good teammate. No, you could come out and be like, well, Stetson's a starter, and, and that's what we're going to roll with. You don't have to come out and be like, we believe in him. You don't have yeah. to say that in the no, press. No, no, no. And, 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 Kevin, even bigger than that, what you say about a person in private is how you really feel about him, right? That's how you really feel. What they say about Stetson in private, that's what they say in public. They be like, dude, what? Because, listen, 10 years from now, 20 years from now, they're going to be asking Jordan Davis and the Kobe Dean and Nolan Smith and all those guys. They ain't going to be asking about the defense. They're going to say, hey, dude, how good was Stetson? They're going to say, oh, my God. They're going to lean back in their chair. Because they're going to say, look, man, if JT was better than Stetson, JT would have been out there. If Carson would have been better than Stetson, he would have been out there. I'm telling y'all, people, five stars, that's what they give guys. I don't know why they picked me all SEC. I'm happy they did. I don't know why. So when people go, oh, you was All-American, you don't know why they do that stuff. It'd be guys with better stats than you that you get. But when we come with success and goes, I don't need none of the accolades. But I got that ring, though, because like I said, listen, criticism criticism and feedback is how you look at it. Banners, they wave forever. That banner going to be waving forever. Like it if you don't like it. Stats and say, listen, man, you don't got like me. I'm going to be in black shit. <laughs> if you're looking for me, I'm going to be down there doing it. You're going to have the parade in Main Street uh, going to be renamed. I think at the time it's all said and done. We've got more to come. Peter Burns, SEC Network, joins us next here on 3 and Out. The whole year for this thing. It's been uh, 41 years uh, in the making. Our next guest certainly covers the SEC, knows well about that Georgia fan base and what they've waited for uh, last night. Peter Burns, SEC Network, ESPN, joins us here on uh, 3 and Out. Peter, welcome. I know SEC, everybody gets tired of hearing about Bama. Sounds like with the way Kirby's recruiting, we might hear a lot about Georgia moving forward after what they did last night. I mean, hell, guys, I'm not even a, a Georgia fan, and I'm still celebrating. I'm still punch drunk on last night. Like, what a damn great story that was, right? And, and I brought it up on my, on my uh, SiriusXM and my SEC Network show, is that, like, I mean, you know, this was dynasty versus kind of desperation, right? This was Heisman Trophy winner versus the walk-on quarterback. I mean, this was, you know, Nick Saban, the greatest coach in the history of the game, versus – the guy from Bainbridge, Georgia, who lives, breathes, sleeps, loves everything about Georgia and played for Georgia on the other sideline. Like, the storylines were incredible. And even the way the game went down, it, it's, it's – I mean, you can't write scripts like this, right? Like, after the, after the Stetson fumble, you're thinking, oh, my gosh, what is going to happen? And then for Todd Munkin to say, you know what? Screw this. We're burning the boats. Let's go big. To be aggressive was great, and yeah, I mean, it's a great day to be a bulldog, 
and, and I think it's going to be the first of multiple titles for Kirby right now. Peter, where do you start with Stetson Bennett when you talk about his season, his legacy, his story? And after that fumble, you mentioned uh, that he had four of four, 83 yards and two touchdowns to finish the game. That's a, that's a movie script, right? Yeah, I mean, again, uh, it probably isn't a movie script because probably the people in Hollywood would be like, no, dude, this is too cheesy. That, this would never actually happen, right? Like, no one's going to believe this story. And especially in this world of, you know, five-star athletes and guys transferring and, you know, for him to want to get a, you know, a walk-on spot and then leave to get some playing time and to come back and, you know, be stuck on the bench, you know, often and never left, right? And he was always that guy that was going to be there. Like, it's the quintessential, like, you know, workman blue-collar mentality. And, and I, you know, I, I couldn't stop but obsessing over it now as we start spinning it forward, like, all right, so Stetson Bennett wants to play football next year, right? Like he, he, he told Aaron Murray that um, and said, hey, I want to keep playing. So what do you do if you're Kirby, right? I mean, of course, you're, you're never going to say qb one's not good enough. So, you know, Stetson has an opportunity to run it back next year. What does that do? I mean, I assume JT Daniels leaves. Whatever happens to the other five-star guys like, you know, Vandergriff and, and other guys that are on that um, on that roster right now, it's, those are rich people problems to have, I guess, if you're Kirby Smart after winning that title, though. They certainly are. And, uh, and, and Peter, you looked at uh, the game last night and certainly here uh, in this state for the, uh, the the Stetson detractors and people who were looking at uh, what Georgia needed to do to get over the hump. It was, man, Stetson, two picks in the second half, both times against Alabama. And last night it was the Heisman Trophy winner that had two picks in the second half. Kind of an interesting uh, symmetry of story, if you will, in the way that Georgia defense played and actually got the Heisman Trophy winner to make two costly mistakes. Yeah, and I think that's the difference. And I said, you know, Georgia fans should only be upset if they woke up this morning and had they lost, if they would have been extremely conservative, right? And that wasn't the case. I mean, I think from the get, you could tell that Dan Landing had said, hey, man, we're going after them, right? Like, if they beat us, they're just a better team. They beat us. And you could see, I mean, the amount of pressure that they brought, and they made Bryce Young's night tough. And they didn't do that in Atlanta, right? In Atlanta, they just kind of, hey, we're going to play kind of conservative, play conservative football. We're not going to rush a lot. And, and Bryce Young was able to just absolutely carve them up against that zone. So, I mean, I think a credit to Dan Lanning. And, I, and a small little thing that no one's brought up is I think it kind of helped as well, too, of Lanning already having that job at Oregon, right? You know, and, and so he's like, listen, I, I already have a future. Like, I'm going to just empty the barrel here tonight. And I think that helped. I think that was the, the aggressiveness that they needed to play. And, and credit to Todd Munkin, too, for being aggressive after, uh, after the fumble. I mean, they went out and won that game. It's not because Alabama lost that game. Jordan Davis, N'Kobe Dean, Nolan Smith and company, where does this front seven rank in some of the great front sevens you've seen in the SEC? Jeez, I mean, you go back and look at, you know, what Alabama had back in, like, 2011 and 2012, some of those type things. I think it was just it, – it not only was it talent, but it just seemed the camaraderie of them all, right? Like, it all seemed like they just vibed together. And, you know, when we were down in Athens, they talked about how, you know, Kirby knew he had the athletes in, in the physical traits, but did they have the mental traits? So they started doing these things called skull sessions, which was basically – you know, all of the guys kind of getting into these small groups and being able to tell, you know, in a weird way, kind of like, you know, 
you know, student, you know, kind of athlete therapy, you know, and learn more about each other as teammates. And I kind of just felt like that's why this thing was special, right? LSU was special in 2019 because they had that. 2021, it was special because Kirby and the dogs had that. And, and now that Kirby's got that, you know, proverbial, you know, monkey off of his back, man, sky is, sky is the damn limit. And, and to me, you know, I look at this and, and think, man, you know, how many other coaches have had the success this early in their career as, as, as Kirby Smart? And I can't find a, a very long list. Uh, certainly. Peter Burns, SEC Network, ESPN, joining us here on 3 and Out. And, and Peter, I know we've talked a lot uh, amongst sports fans and sports talk shows about the playoffs and how they're working. And, oh, man, it's the SEC all over the place and this and that. Uh, but Bama, Georgia played for the title last night. BJ and I were talking off air. The top three recruiting classes this year, Bama, Georgia, Texas A&M, got like 40% of the ESPN top 100 all went to three schools. Uh, it seems like the rich are getting richer, and uh, it's going to be seeing more of Bama, Georgia, Texas A&M in these situations. Yeah, I mean, and, and Kirby talked about it in his national championship uh, pressure today. He just says, you know, the, what makes the SEC – so dominant is that the people care. They care in Brunswick. They care in St. Simon's Island. They care in, in Decatur. They care in Starkville. They care in Oxford. Like, that's not going to change, right? So no matter how they keep trying to manipulate the college football playoff, it, it's, it's the, the power is going to be a regional sport because of the fans, because of the talk shows, because everybody lives and dies by this team. Like, Georgia is the professional team for so many people in the state of Georgia. You know, same thing for LSU and Louisiana. Like, it's just, I mean, it, you know, the story, you know, whenever the SEC office came out with the, quote, it just means more tagline, you know, people kind of made fun of it. But we've seen that over the last, what, seven, eight years that it truly does. And I think that's the difference of why you see these national titles keep piling up right now. And it's, it's it's awesome, and I wouldn't think uh, I, I could have a better job than being able to cover it day to day. I'm truly living my dream job right now. Uh, Peter, finally, when you be- look back on this championship season for the Dogs, what what will stand out most? Um, it's a great question. I, I think a historic defense, but it's still to me it, it's 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 Stetson Bennett. I mean, I, and I don't know if I don't know if five years from now I'm still going to feel the same. But in the moment, because there's so much made about, you know, all these guys transferring and do these guys, quote, love the game, like we had the greatest reminder that the five-star Heisman Trophy winning quarterback who had a seven, you know, a million-dollar NIL deal playing for the greatest coach of the history of the game wasn't good enough because some three-star guy that basically walked on the team outdueled him late into that game. Like, that that to me is every reason why we get up in the morning and we turn on sports is to see stories like that and the damn dogs delivered. Peter Burns, SEC Network and ESPN, our guest here on 3 Now. Peter, appreciate the time. Thanks so much. Y'all go and celebrate down there and, and destroy some property like the great, late, great uh, Larry Bunsen said once back in the day. Thanks, boys. There you go. Appreciate it, Peter Burns. Peter, uh, joining us here on uh, 3 and Out. And, again, a, a, a storybook ending for the ages, uh, BJ. And, again, uh, as, as he aptly put it, in a day and age of you got to have the five stars, you can't do it with this guy, you can't do it with that guy, Stetson Bennett is the story of all stories uh, in this thing. Go all the way back to week number one versus Clemson. 
Stetson Bennett was third on the depth chart, right? Third, it's like, well, if you got to go to him, he's there, but he's the third option, right? And we got the freshman in Vanda Griff behind him. He ends up starting and going and winning the national championship. You can't make that stuff up. I mean, it's just one of those magical things. For his childhood favorite team, Absolutely, for, his, for yeah. his hometown team, you know, the team his family loves. It's one of the great stories in college football history. That is not hyperbole. Stetson Bennett and so many folks here followed him during his high school career in Blackshear, but this is one of the great stories in college football history. He's earned all of this acclaim and praise. Uh, not just a great story, by the way, a great player. I want to yeah. keep reiterating that. Stetson Bennett finished officially fourth in the nation in passer rating and uh, really great perspective from Peter there. Also, uh, I agree with what he said about Dan Lanning. Kind of gets overlooked a little bit with all the storylines and Kirby Smart and Dan Lanning, whose next game will be coaching against Georgia. Yeah, literally today he's now full-time Oregon head coach. Yep. As, as soon as that game was over. Yeah. Wins the national championship. Thanks, guys. Love you. Get on the plane. You're in, going all the way across the country. And your next game, Oregon opens with Georgia in Atlanta next year. Uh, but great, great scheme by the Georgia defensive coaches. I thought Lanning did a wonderful job, but just a magical night, as you said, for the dogs. And we've got more to come here. Three and out on this Tuesday, all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Georgia, national champions after beating Alabama last night, doing it with timely offense from Stetson Bennett, the run game, putting the game away, and certainly great defense, icing it with a pick six. Generational uh, defense, potentially. 912-342-7184. 912-342-7184. Love to hear from you on the show. Send us your thoughts online as well, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. But Georgia fans, how you feeling throughout the show? We had a number of your phone calls when did you feel good about it? That's what we're asking you today. Because the whole thing has been like, you're waiting for the other shoe to drop. Waiting for, when did you feel good about it uh, yesterday in that national championship game? And again, I had, I had to laugh at this, BJ. I guess it's just kind of football-like. But I saw a lot of people in the first half like, oh, this is boring football. Like, do you understand how good both of those defenses were at getting after it uh, in that first they half? Were and certainly they were hitting, and the two best defenses in college football, surprise, surprise, you don't just drop 45 every single time those two defenses run out there. It was back and forth, and you saw Bryce Young and Stetson throwing the ball away. Why? To play another down. It was six to three. It was three. Like, you're not going to try to force the issue in that game and make a mistake when you also have a tremendous defense and I thought uh, we saw two great defenses but Georgia obviously capping off generational effort there on defense yes this is this is one of the best groups that we've seen in a generation in 20 25 30 years and the numbers validate that I know a lot of people cooled on that talk after the SEC championship game uh, that was that was the outlier and I think you corrected that and uh, showed what you were able to do in terms of evaluating where you were weak and addressing it with what you did last night. I thought you saw a change in tone in terms of how Georgia attacked Bryce Young, and the numbers were incredible. You held Bryce Young to six and a half yards per pass attempt. Uh, that was the first multi-interception game ever for Bryce Young. So you forced him into two picks or more for the first time in his career, two picks. You held Alabama to 30 rushing yards on 28 carries. I'm not great at math. That's about one yard per carry. Uh, you can – you can, you can work with that. And then you look at the body of work. Uh, one team scored over 18 points against Georgia all year. One team. You held your opponent in the semifinal to one offensive touchdown. You held your opponent in the final to one offensive touchdown. Both of those scores coming in the fourth quarter. 
and Georgia became the first defense in the college football playoff era to hold a team to one touchdown in the national championship game. Tops in the country in scoring defense. Near the top in every other category. This is a generational defense. They proved it, Ben. They earned it last night. Having that, having that much, uh, having that level of sustainability is not something I've ever seen before. Because BJ and Kevin, we got said everybody runs out of gas. Like one game, you just don't got it, right? You just run into an offense. It don't got to be a dynamic offense. You just run out of gas. But they didn't. They understood that. Look, every time we come out here, somebody's heard about Georgia. Somebody's heard about Dan Landing. Somebody's heard about Jordan Davis and Kobe Dean and Javon Walker and Nolan Smith and Darion Kendrick. That's how they played. Like, they was like, when they go to the tape, if they put it on in the first quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter, they shouldn't be able to tell. The backups, look at how they played. The one thing that Dan Lanning doesn't get enough credit for is he made guys buy into the system, not how long you play, make it, taking advantage of the snaps that you have. N'Kobe Dean is the Buckers Award winner. He didn't even lead the team in tackles. That's how good the defense was. Deferring to your brother is football. Me putting my talents out there to make sure that I'm making myself better for those around me, that's football. I think that's what I saw when I saw this defense. Jordan Davis didn't wow you with stats. He didn't have Indominus Sue, Aaron Donald type, type stats. But did he have that type of production? Yes. Because buying in Kevin and BJ only happens when, one, you do your job. Two, you're a great teammate. And three, when you win in games. They literally won games this year because of the defense. They're in a defense. They're in an offense side that don't want a defense like that. So the thing is, while I still don't think they overshadowed Stetson, I think that BJ and Kevin, we go back to that 2018 Georgia team. They were pretty freaking good too. Now they weren't this good, but I, I think I think Rokon was just as good as Nicobe Dean. You know, I I just think that you had some guys along that defensive line, but that's what you're gonna remember as a player. Nolan Smith. Three years ago, number one recruit coming out of high school, he's getting to say, hey, man, when you play the joke, we were the number one defense in the country, and it wasn't close. How many points y'all gave up all year? We didn't give up 100 points. What? Like, we didn't give up 100 points all year. That means y'all had to shut people out. Oh, we did that. Did it all year long. And when they needed yet, listen, was, was the defense lights out in the national championship? Yes and no. Yes, because they kept Clemson, I mean Clemson. Alabama had shots to take uh, uh, the, the score more touchdowns that kept them out of the end zone. And isn't it fitting that the walk-off is how they started the season? The first game of the year they won because of a pick six. That was the So how you started the season, that was a snapshot of how you ended the season, uh, this time against Alabama. Dabo <laughs> and freaking uh, Nick Saban, you sent them both home packing. So I, I'm happy for these guys because memories are made on the field. Moments, moments are made on the field, and the greatest thing you could ever do as a teammate is always talking about them. Nolan should be talking about Jordan Davis. Jordan Davis should be talking about Nicobe Dean. Nicobe Dean should be talking about Javon. That's football. Don't ask me about me. Let me tell you about this. Is Jordan Davis that big? Hell yeah, he that big. <laughs> Hell yeah, because that's because that's football. No one walks around talking about them. Listen, when you're good at something, you tell them. When you're great, they tell you. These boys, they put on they put on for every Georgia defender. David Pollock right there watching, right? 
Ben Watson and and and, and uh, Aaron Myrtle, they watching this defense saying, "Dude, everybody say this, boy. What what would, what would we have done with that? When when a, when the guy that's when your game when the game is passed you by and you saying, boy, I wish I could have got to play with these young boys. That's a compliment to them." Because most of the time, man, back in my day, we would have. Listen, man, back in my day, I was tired as hell. I did the best I could. Guys <laughs> around me, but I enjoyed them. So what, what I see, BJ and Kevin is, Nicobe Dean came out the wound hitting people with footballs. That's what it looked like when he <laughs> plays. Jordan Davis eats people. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and the national championship games. And when he listen, when Jordan Davis is holding that college football national championship and he's crying, that's real tears. He's like, dude, we did it. Because everybody start BJ, and I'm going to say it. What did I tell you, BJ, about how football players deem great seasons? They want to be the last team standing. That's why you lift them weights and do all that. Doesn't mean you didn't have a, an incredible season, but I want to – listen, we were the last team standing. And when I'm seeing them boys doing it, I'm jealous, man. Not because not because they Georgia or because I didn't win it, because I want to know what it's like. Forget winning it. Boy, what is it like when everybody's watching? We got more to come here on this Tuesday. It's three and out all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network. Good to have you back here on this Tuesday. Georgia, national champions of the college football world for the first time since 1980. And uh, BJ, just the day and age you live in, national championship, the pinnacle of college football last night. And less than 24 hours between Georgia and Alabama, we've had, what, seven, seven kids enter the transfer portal to look elsewhere. Just the day and age we're in, right, Ben? Who who, who did you make this bet with? Because <laughs> yeah, I don't know about this, Kevin. I don't know what he's talking about either, so. Oh, boy. Oh, no. Are you going to go with. Dang you. Are you going to go with the I hope they forget about it? No, 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 no. That's like, normally I my know, strategy. This, this is the thing. I know, I know he hasn't forgot about it, but. I'm going to honor, honor it because, you know, I mean, I said it's all good, and hopefully, you know, I might get a discount on some services. I'll let y'all know. <laughs> that's going to do it for – I'm not even going to go there. I'm gonna, that's going to do it for us here on this Tuesday. Appreciate all of you who have called in and joined the show. Peter Burns, SEC Network, uh, joined us here on the show. Also, the big guy, Frank Sokowski, WJCL, uh, joined us on the show. And Willie McClendon, former All-American running back, at Georgia 1978 SEC Player of the Year, shared his thoughts, obviously had a son and now his nephew on the championship team tonight, all there uh, at Georgia. So we appreciate all three of them uh, joining us on the show. If you missed any portion of the show, ESPNCoastal.com, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, go to our YouTube page uh, as well, at ESPN Coastal on YouTube, and you can get the, uh, the archive of the show, the podcasted version of the show, each and every day right there. So go do it. There's no reason you should be missing any of the show, really. But if you do, there's an option for you out there as well. We'll see you tomorrow, a Wednesday edition of 3 and Out, all across the Southern Pigskin Radio Network, streaming live, ESPNCoastal.com. See you tomorrow right here on 3 and Out.